This week on Face Off Hockey Show, all the signings, all the trades, all the fan bases that are butthurt. Something else. Let me tell you about that. And that's not even butthurt from some signings or from trades. Uh, well, maybe some signings. Point is this. A lot of people are big mad. And we also get Lauer Richardson back this week. Huzzah. It's Face Off Hockey Show right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with a C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. Damn, I thought I was going to disconnect my wireless internet and get get away with the uh, from the religious talk. Apparently, not so much. So. I might have to rearrange my computer somehow because I know the spot, so I'm, I, I can hear it, and then there's a spot on my computer I can touch to inter- intercept the receiving. Interesting. And I release it, and then I hear God's glory again. So we'll see what happens. Maybe you just need to uh, maybe put need to put a little brat on it. Maybe and weigh it down a little bit over there. Yeah, exactly. Johnny P. Scotty Waz here. Welcome. It's a fun, fun week for us. It is. Maybe if I do this, will that work? No, of course not. Anyway. (laughs) This week, Johnny, we got a lot to talk about, so. We do have a lot to talk about. You went back to hockey. I did go back to hockey. Two games. At uh, All-Star Games at Black Bears Camp. I took pictures from the penalty box this time. Congrats. Yeah, it's great. I got upgraded to the penalty box. Um, I wore my hockey helmet. Nice. Yep. I had hockey helmet hair when I left. That's that's good. Um, yeah. All in all, it was fun. It was an interesting change going from 93 degrees uh, outside to uh, 40-something on ice level, basically. Like, when I was standing in the penalty box, I'm like, oh, it is not warm down here. And then as soon as... As soon as I left that area, I would start sweating because it was like real warm, like two levels higher outside of the ice area. Uh-oh. So saw Maddie, saw uh, a lot of the billets were there. Uh, Mark McIntyre was there. Big Mac. So, uh, yeah, saw some peeps. Nice. It was fun. Every referee has emailed us for uh, pictures. As yeah, I saw that. All that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to fucking get a handle of it. Just go. <laughs> well, I, I mean, if they were smart, if uh, one of them would have asked me for pictures and I would have sent all of them to a singular person and then that person could have split them up just fine okay. instead of like every other day getting an email from another person and being like, hey, can you send me pictures of me? All right. Hey, I also don't oh. appreciate it when people don't thank me for sending them pictures. So right, exactly. That's referees kind of, are out. Kind of, a sh- kind of a shitty deal. Respect. Show some goddamn respect. Yeah, put some respect on it. I spent a lot of time editing those pictures. 
right? Um, I didn't put anything up on Facebook, though. I did not get a, a response on uh, on if I should or not, so I did not. Uh, they seem to put the ones that they wanted up on Facebook, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that stuff, so. Yeah, and everything I, else. Yeah, at that point, yeah, just default to them. Especially I, uh, who knows what Clint wants. Right. I uh, I met Kim. Well, I said hi to her. I didn't meet her. She was like running around doing a bunch of stuff. Um, there were a lot of, of people there, like Black Bears people. I oh. guess that's what they're supposed to be doing at know, camp. Is yeah. They bring in all the scouts and everything as well to sure. <laughs> to look through things. Different um, there's, only, there's only a, a finite amount of eyes that Clint and Kim and Brandon can look at. True. Uh, and then I went and watched the U.S. women's team play in the Olympics. I went to uh, Fells Point with some people. Was it the Sweden game? Uh, it was the uh, New Zealand game. Ah. Yeah. And uh, I watched Ted Lasso this week. I had a big week. Big week, really. The first time you've seen it? Uh, yeah, I didn't have an Apple TV uh, login until recently. Yeah, that'll do it. I traded, uh, yeah. So I, I, I watched it. Um, it's a very quick watch, though. I watched it all after work on Monday before me going to sleep, but you know that that wasn't a lot of time. I was going to say, that is a short window. <laughs> that is a very small window to have. So I got through all of it. I'm caught up, ready to go. It's good. I uh, I likened it to a uh, show about life lessons wrapped in a football wrapper. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like our show. It's like it's like Sesame Street, but with football. Yeah, I guess so. Same nice. characters, even sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Good. Good work. Good work. Great week. Uh, no golf today, though. No golf. Oh well. You know, it's it happens. Yeah, it happens. I got I got dusted up. You got C blocked. Nice. You got golf blocked. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, it was draft weekend this weekend. Oh, so, it was too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So the uh, folks at UND sent an email out to the media. And it's like, hey, if you guys are around, you want to come hang out in the suite while the thing goes on. We got a kid who can get drafted. So. Jen and I are like, yeah, sure, the hell with it. So we went there, hung out at the Ralph. Uh, there was a wedding set up for Saturday afternoon. Um, sat there all Friday, didn't get picked. Brent Johnson did not. Uh, and fuck those two to seven. That round's two to seven are getting longer and longer. <laughs> shit. We timed it. Rounds two and three went 90 minutes. Oh. And then, and then after... Brent Johnson got picked uh, by the Washington Capitals in the third round, did the interviews, and then went home because we had things to do. We had life to live. Right. And the wedding was at 4 o'clock. We weren't invited. So. Um, All the media should have just stayed for the wedding and sat in the suites. Wonderful. It's been wonderful. Brad Schlossman of the Grand Forks Herald was there, and he's like, uh, it's like, yeah, there's a groomsman on the suite down the thing. Just look at the TV, just with a beer in his hand, having a good old time. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. That's uh-huh. the dream right here. So Brent Johnson goes to the Washington Capitals in the third round. Uh, very good pickup. Very cool to have a have a kid like that nearby so he can track his progress. Uh, so it'll be cool. It was, a, it was a very good, very well done by the UND staff and the staff of the Ralph. So that was awesome to deal with. And then later that day, 
we went out because on Saturday it was a uh, National Hockey Card Day. Oh, all right. So a local shop uh, got us uh, like you, you have this this little moments card of Alex Lafreniere. Okay. So that was a one that you given off the bat, and you get a pack of cards, um, sixteen card set. You wow. That up there, uh, my prized one. Boom, Mongo McMichael. Nice. Ready to go. That's great. Uh, future Calgary Flame, Jack Eichel, ready Ooh. to go. Yeah. Then uh, another America's America's rookies, Alex Lafreniere, the most American. Most American, yep. Most American. Of rookies, yep, definitely. Um, noted racist and second chance aficionado, John Van Beesbrook. Okay. Um, and then uh, Doug Waite. Doug oh. Waite. So this kind of sparked my interest. So I bought uh, a tin of Series 2 and then a, and a box... A blaster box of Series 3 Upper Deck. See, that's what they do to you, though. On the way in, they're like, here's some free shit, and they know that you're going to buy some stuff after you get cool cards. And then uh, and then Upper Deck started following me on Twitter. So there's that. Wow. How'd that go? They should me. sponsor the show. Right? I would love that. And then I bought some other packs of cards, Series 1, and a couple other uh, like old-school packs, like the Pro Set. Uh, the Pro Set cards, the Classic. Oh, those are classics. A couple packs of those. I think I got a whole box of those right next to me, actually. I, I have a collector. I have a whole the whole set and then, then some. But the funny thing about these cards, there were so many. They're, they came in 12 to a pack, but they had like over 600 cards. You'd rarely get doubles within multiple packs. That's good. So that's always, that's, that's a mark of quality, even though they were riddled with mistakes. Uh, and then uh, some, I think this is 91, 92 upper decks. Nice. So around the horn again, just hanging out there at the uh, comic book shop that is in our town that participated. And yeah, series one cards as well. I don't think I got anything special on the series one cards. I think I got a canvas of somebody, but yeah, cards are, you know, I don't know. I, 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 it's a simple card. The problem is back in the day, let's do a compare and contrast. Okay. So it is perfect. So this card, you got these two cards here. All right. Uh -huh. So it's two different cards on the front, right? Two different poses on the front. But then you flip to the back. The card on the back of the newer ones is just the cutoff part of the front of the old. Uh, of that, whereas the the old cards, just a completely different picture. Yeah, definitely. You definitely got to go older, a different picture. Yeah, that's you have messed to go up. Different picture, man. It's kind of it's kind of silly that way. Yeah, you don't want to just use the same picture and crop it. Right. Exactly. Who are you, the black bears? Um. <laughs> But yeah, it was it was cool, and then yeah, I bought a bought a couple pa couple boxes on Amazon because those series three apparently are uh, have all the rookies. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, and no, I got a canvas card of Kaylor Yamamoto. There's this special oh, card. All right. It's in like a canvasy texture. Okay. So yeah, Upper Deck does good cards, man. But I would like to see a little bit more variety instead of here's a front and the and the thing on the back is the same. You know. That just seems like laziness. Yeah, that's upper deck for you. And then they gave me uh, the the collector's card sets from uh, last year or two years ago, I think it was. Um, let me bring it up because I had it had it there. And it's good good of upper deck for your National Hockey Card Day, that's for sure. Got like a is the OPG, so it's like the very cardboardy field. So you got the John Moore, got a, got a Josh Manson. Um, you got a glossary of terms. Okay. Things. Um, and then this fucker. This guy who uh, stabbed <laughs> in the back, and we'll talk about him here in a second. 
Uh-huh. Uh, M- looks like he's got wings. He does. Well, he's flying the fuck out of Vegas, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So. But they they told him on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he, I don't know if he's he's gotten a call yet or not. We will have to find out. Oh, uh, by the way, the uh, the bookmakers are spot on. Nine and a half uh, draft picks. Uh, the ninth pick was uh, was in. The tenth pick was in. It said pick is in. And ESPN went to a little cutaway to Ron Wilson. Or, uh, uh, Ron, uh, damn it! Who am I looking for out in uh, Seattle? Oh, Ron Francis. Ron Francis, not Ron Wilson. Ron Francis went to a little vignette of Ron Francis and then went to a commercial, and halfway through a commercial, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm out. I'm going to bed." Right. So literally nine and a half. It I didn't a- get to see the tenth pick. First time in forever that nine and a half is a push. <laughs> uh-huh. The also pick got- was in, but they didn't give it, so it does not count. Uh, I also got new cans. Oh, so, nice. Some studio quality cans <laughs> uh, from auction at UND. So, mazel. All right. Johnny, we got an injury news. Oh, we do, huh? We got we all got, uh, injury news. All right. I got all uh, injury music. Oh, yeah. Who's down and out with some blues? Maybe some black and bruised. It's the Face-Off Hockey Show Injury Report. Well, what the uh, Montreal Canadiens feared outside of a backlash for their first-round pick uh, came to fruition as Carey Price had knee surgery this past week, and um, he is out 10 to 12 weeks. He should be ready for the season to start. So that's all good news. Weird. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. In which he goes from ruled clinically dead in his career to, yeah, no, 10 to 12 weeks. He's going to be fine. Going to be fine. Thanks for not taking that uh, $10 million a year off our uh, off our books. Wow. That could have could have ended poorly. Very poorly. Um, so that's the injury news. And we go to our Patreon pick. Let's talk about Marc-Andre Fleury. Patreon.com slash faceoff hockey show. That is where you go if you want to help us help the show. You can go uh, go there, donate some money. You can help us pick a segment. You'll get a video show if you just donate a single dollar. That'll be up there for your patrons, but the higher tiers get a little bit more every now and again when we decide to do something, and we're not lazy asses. Um, so, yeah, be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Sean, and Mitch. They contributed, so can you. It's the Face Off Hockey Show on Patreon, patreon.com slash faceoffhockeyshow. You can get it all in one fell swoop. And hey, $5 tier. Maybe a little something coming up for the anniversary show, which we should plug. The anniversary show will be August 7th, possibly live on YouTube, definitely taped. Uh, uh-huh. And then we will go from there to see what is what in the butt and then go from there. So uh, we will do that August 7th and hopefully it goes live. If it doesn't go live, then we'll have it to tape for the 8th, our actual anniversary. So there's that. Put an email out. Said email me later when it's closer to the thing. All right. We'll email you during the week. So there we go. All right. Man, let's talk about M.A. Flurry. Let's talk about the situation in Vegas, which nobody in Vegas, allegedly. Now, this is... This is from Alan Walsh. Take it with whatever you take oh, it with. Oh, jeez. And also from M.A. Fleury. 
himself, but who knows if Alan Walsh had a knife to his back. But the Vegas Golden Knights traded M.A. Fleury uh, to the uh, Chicago Blackhawks for a prospect in return. <laughs> Nobody alerted Fleury until he got on Twitter and found out about it. Oh, no. Nobody alerted the camp. Nobody, for a guy coming off a Vezina Trophy year, for a guy you built the foundation of this team around low four seasons ago, done dirty. I got to say done dirty. I might not like Vegas, and this this gives them another reason to be hateable, but you don't treat a guy like that. You don't True. you don't treat a foundation guy like that at all, especially from uh, when he's uh, down since day one-ish. Like, honestly, you do not. He was the first traffic that showed up. Uh, was he? I don't remember. I think it was what's his nut, uh, England from Calgary. Because uh, he lived in Vegas. England right. from Calgary. Yeah, England from Calgary. But still, he was the guy that everyone knew. Like, that, everyone knew that it was going to be M.A. Flurry from Pittsburgh and Derek England from Calgary because Derek England still lives in Vegas and M.A. Flurry was a man without an island. Uh-huh. So he got himself a casino and then, next thing you know, um, crapped out. Snake eyes, baby. Mm. So I, I, I'm at a crossroads, and so is M.A. Fleury, because he's not sure if he's going to play again. Oh, he no. He doesn't want to move his family. Doesn't want doesn't to go to Chicago. Can't necessarily say I blame him. Though Chicago's made some moves. Chicago's made some pretty decent moves. Yeah. Great. For you, if... if is there a, a I guess... Is there a is there anything that the team owes a guy like Flurry? This is an expansion team. He kind of did get usurped by Robin Lehner when he came onto the team, but at the same time, you got to figure you got to owe the guy some kind of respect for fucking what he's done for the team over the past four seasons, right? Well, so one of the two of the goalies was going to be moved, right? Right. You could you couldn't have a locker room anymore with Lehner and Flurry in it. Um, it it worked. For as long as it was going to work. But Alan Walsh kind of killed it. Pun yeah. intended. Um, so. I mean I, I see that one of the two of them. Were getting moved. I mean maybe it's flurry. Obviously it is flurry in this case. But you have to at least tell the guy right. Yeah. Like even when you. Finish the trade. Talks like even if you don't want to tell him. While you're talking trade and just in case it falls apart, you know, much like when you have a uh, like job interview and you just don't tell people about it until you actually get the job type of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can understand that, but when it's complete and when, when you're like, yeah, this is, this is good to go. We're going to get ready to send this to the NHL for approval. I think you probably should give the dude a call. And like yeah. tell him like face to face or, you know, at least through a phone, like, hey, this is what's happening. I, so I, part of my problem is I don't know if I blame the team more or the people that have to break shit on Twitter all the time. Mm, that's fair. Because like what possibly could have happened was the team was negotiating and getting everything together and was like, okay, we're going to let flurry know. And somebody broke it on Twitter. You know, like I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like I've gotten to this gray area where like 
everything is on Twitter now before anybody can actually let other people know what's going on. Um, so I don't know. I, for one, I kind of, I, I kind of want to go back to the days of old where, you know, like a reporter didn't automatically get a scoop as soon as it occurred and put it out for the masses 14 seconds later. Kind of want to go back to a point of time where, you know, things actually occurred and everybody's like, whoa, there was a trade. And, you know, everybody was like happy that, you know, the trade happened. Not that some dude broke the trade for like 14 seconds after it occurred and put it on Twitter for the world. It, and this is almost kind of it, I, I don't know if Sir Valley was the guy who, who broke this trade, but he was the the lead instigator behind the Ve- or the Seattle stuff. Yeah. He was. So like it, it ruined like I understand like the Seattle thing whatever I mean eh, it ruins the fun or what have you but for fans but this is this is something big I don't like I said I don't know if it was him I don't know if Pierre LeBron or Darren Drager or whatever other insiders put this out there but you're absolutely right like this is like for for people just having to out scoop somebody else on Twitter it's very fucking I don't know. It seems novice to me. It seems kind of disrespectful to the the teams and the players. Yeah, that they are getting this from Twitter and not from the teams and the players they should be getting it from. Right. So that was my first reaction. Was like my first reaction was like anger toward the Golden Knights in in not handling this correctly. And my second reaction was, well, like part of the problem is Twitter. Yeah. Part of the problem are these reporters that have to break shit as soon as it comes out and put it on Twitter so that they can be the first person to tell people about it. Well, maybe the team should be the first person to tell people about it and not some random reporter. Yeah, it's probably not the worst idea in the world, you know, let that happen to the freaking let let the team kind of break it to the player. Now, if it was the team that put it out on Twitter and never told anybody else and never told the player about it, then that's totally on the team. But I yeah. don't see that occurring in this situation. Yeah, that's one thing. Uh, although everybody, everybody on the on uh, were ripping the Vegas Golden Knights for saying, "Oh, thanks for everything, Mark Andre." And it's like, yeah, no, okay, like, does he? I, I, who even knows if he knew his name was being traded or not? That's where the team should have came in and kind of give him a heads up, like, "Hey, uh, we're close to a deal with Chicago. It's fly eye. It's going through the fax machine now." Thanks for everything. Deuces. And then Flurry, like an hour later, calls a press conference and retires. And then then, then that drama comes. <laughs> and that would become hilarious. But there has to be some kind of respect for a guy who, let's be honest, by and large, is probably going to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, you don't treat a Hall of Famer like this. I'm pretty sure the Kings had some input when they were going to send uh, Gretzky to the Blues. They kind of told him, hey, listen, we're going to send you to St. Louis. You and Brett Hall are going to have a great time for the 12 games you're going to be there. I don't even think it was that many, but still. I mean, the disrespect to the player from the team is kind of a little bit hilarious, considering it's two entities that I don't really like all that much, Uh, especially Vegas, because fuck them. Um, M.A. Fleury, I can give or take. It's one of those things you hate the guy, but you respect them. But I wonder if he'll retire now. He's mulling things over. Doesn't want to. I'm not move. sure that I'm not sure I ever hated Mark Andre Fleury, like as a person. 
think I hated him by proxy from where he was at. I mean, true. But, yeah, I, I don't think... I don't know. Marc-Andre Fleury was the first uh, draft pick that uh, talked to us. That I remember, at least. Ah. Remember when we were sitting on the meteorizers, hanging out next to the people with the uh, with the radio station right. next to us, and he had to go and do like a radio thing, and then his girlfriend came over That's with right. a pink cowboy hat on. I do. It was like sometimes you got to go. She's, exactly. she's calling. I got to go. That's smart man. Yeah. Making so, people happy. He said congratulations. He was very thankful. Post Malondas. Only say congratulations. All that other shit. But yeah, man, the MA Flurry, man, like Vegas scumbag moves. Now, yeah, now they now they are uh, Robin Laner's team and Leroy Brassant's team. That's a good. That's a that's a. Whew, that's a tough duo. All right. That is uh that's a uh, you're obviously hoping you outscore everybody else. Because that's the only way this is going to work. That's fine. It couldn't happen to a better team. Exactly. Fuck them. So I'm kind of doing the math in my head. I'm just like, okay, they play Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, San Jose, Los Angeles, Seattle, Anaheim. I think they're. I think they'll make the playoffs. True. I think they'll make the playoffs. And you know that. You know the irony of that is um is, uh, I think it was. Saturday morning, maybe it was a show for uh, maybe it was right before the expansion draft or it was Thursdays. Um, might have been Thursdays like uh, NHL Network now or Hockey Now or whatever the, the show is with Jackie Redmond. Um, they were talking, so they asked, will Seattle make the playoffs? And everybody was kind of like, huh. And then somebody goes, well. They are playing in the Pacific. Yeah. No, they have a good chance. So uh, I have a feeling that Seattle makes the playoffs next year out of the Pacific. Well, with the signing out of of, of Grubauer, they got their goalie. Yeah. They, that's for damn sure. Yeah, they made a splash. Hey. Also, pun intended. There we go. Uh, by the way, Jackie Redman could yell a little bit more at the draft um, <laughs> for those fucking interviews. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, we're, I understand that we were, we were in the Ralph and we were watching the big fucking Jesus TV at Center Ice that spans blue line to blue line. Uh-huh. Uh, and the audio was up. But God damn, she could have yelled a little bit more to these, these, uh, these prospects that just got. Was, uh, did uh, Butchergrass uh, try to. Tell the American viewers that Jackie Redmond was the Canadian so and so of uh, uh, uh I won't say uh, I won't say anything, but the minute Butchergrass got onto the screen, some possibly some members of the UND staff rolled their eyes and went, Jesus fuck when he came on, on the screen. Um I think that, that was that was a, a phrase uttered about Bouchergrass a lot this week. Or, or just <laughs> Friday, because he wasn't even there Saturday because it went to NHL Network. So I like the uh I like the Canadian Mel Kuyper. He did yeah, well to Frank Shad. I don't remember who it actually was. I just remember him as Canadian Mel Kuyper. Sam Cosentino who just went crazy a couple times. <laughs> went really like he's like he he was literally like Frank Caliendo could play him, like honestly. <laughs> like the same features. Um, so let's talk about one of the one of the things he got big mad about 
Sam Condotito and the and the rest of the ESPN staff was the the Montreal Canadiens 31st pick overall for Logan Malyu. Uh. Now, if you don't know Logan Malyu's story um, by now, let's do a little Cliff Notes version of it. Uh, that's the Canadian uh, the, the Canadian version of that is Cole's notes. Ah, I see. So, so Logan Millul was uh, convicted of a felony of distributing pictures of a sexual nature with a non-consenting, uh, a non-consenting party. So he was non-consenting to the pictures. To the pictures, yes. Okay. It was a consent. It was a consensual sexual escapade. But he sent pictures to his teammates without the knowledge of the person that was uh, that was in the act with him uh. there. In, and that was in Sweden, I think, because he was playing hockey over there because the OHL had closed up shop. Yeah. Uh, so he did that. And that is a felony over there uh, and then got convicted of that day before the draft. He said, hey, uh, put a pub- he put a statement out. He's like, I don't want to be drafted. I don't deserve to be drafted. I want to better myself. And Mark Bergevin's like, that's nice. With a 31st pick, we're going to pick you. And everyone, everyone, everyone was like, what the fuck? Like uh, the ESPN crew stopped dead in their tracks, not knowing what to say. Uh, and they basically said, this guy's a fuck up. Um, and Kevin Weeks is like, man, this the girl who this happened to, she doesn't deserve to have to deal with this bullshit that he gets picked and realizes his dreams after the bullshit he put her through. And same with Cosentino and uh, Jeff Gordon there as well. I was like, man. And then the Canadians fans super mad about that because obviously, why wouldn't you be when you pick a guy who didn't want to be picked? Uh, you're tone deaf to the situation that the NHL is trying to do in terms of inclusion and getting the bad apples out of there. Uh, and then Jeff Molson comes out today and said, yeah, it's kind of on me, but teenagers, right? And then that's basically what he said. And everyone's oh, just, oh, dude. It's like, oh, fine. We're how not to, how to make this worse. We're uh, not going to invite him to rookie or main camp. All right. Fine, guys. It's fine. It's like, come on, Jeff. Come on, buddy. But didn't the kid get drafted last year? And then like, uh, and then the Coyotes had to like say that they were relinquishing their draft pick because no, they... that, there, yeah, there was a kid last year. It was a UND kid. Yeah. Uh, who uh, that was the one when they when he was calling a classmate uh, a, disa- a mentally disabled classmate the N word right so yeah the Coyotes did that had a- after the fact they came out this stuff for Milieu came out beforehand uh-huh. and the Canadians still picked them even better yeah and then the Carolina Hurricanes are like ah fuck now we got to get on this they signed Tony D'Angelo uh-huh. and all the Carolina Hurricanes fans that I know have already l- relinquished their season tickets. Well. So big mad for Carolina fans who uh but that's good though. That's the only place that it matters yes. is where there is when you hit them in like I'm not spending money on this team anymore because right. of your decision. Exactly, and that's what they pretty much said to a person and and uh a couple people donating what they would have for season tickets to to charities of of that uh you know of different natures that are uh, that Tony D'Angelo does not like. Which could be <laughs> fucking any number of things for that. I, I did read one thing where uh, it said something to the effect of, um, like, uh, he has learned from his like multiple incidents, and you're like, 
that just reads wrong. Like multiple incidents, and you're still okay with this? Yeah, because uh, he he got uh, thrown out of the OHL or, or, or reprimanded in the OHL for abusive ah. official, and then also yell. I think he also yelled the N word in that game in that uh, season too. Vanacek is back for the Capitals. Hey, Mazeltov. <laughs> yep, second round pick. That's pretty. All right. So the Caps, nothing. They the expansion draft was a second round pick. Fuck. Yeah, they lost a second round pick in the draft. How about that? Where's the money though? Who's they? Who's who still has to get shipped out? They Does got rid else? of Dylan. Yeah, they got rid of Dylan. So, get rid of somebody else now too. Hi, Mark. Fun, by the way. fun story. Uh, I got a text from uh, Steve. Some from a Steve Tory. I don't know if you guys have oh, heard of him. Tory. Wow. Inside uh, Tory. Inside. Well, actually, <laughs> believe it or not, does he have so, Matt Bradley's phone number? Uh, yeah. Thankfully, I don't believe he does. But <laughs> so apparently, he was uh, skating in an open skate. I, I think it was Monday night, whatever day it was that Dylan got traded, and uh, Dylan was playing on the other team. Apparently, so he, I don't know what open skate Tory plays at, but apparently, NHL players show up from time to time. Well, I, I know I know the people Steve Tory hangs around or hung around when I knew him, and yeah, he hangs around that like NHL group. Yeah. So. Uh, so he was actually Dylan was actually playing in this pickup game uh, when he was traded. He had apparently a bunch of messages on his phone and uh, Tori found out because there were tweets <laughs> about how Dylan had been traded. And the story goes that he was not very happy uh, in the other in the other locker room. But, uh, but yeah. doesn't who wants to go to Winnipeg? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's it's kind of a push as far as. You know, team talent is concerned, and I think he'll be okay in Winnipeg. But who wants to live in Winnipeg? Exactly. Agreed. I go there for a day, and I've had enough. Agreed. Another, another three months. I've never there. been there, and I've had enough. You're not, you're not missing much, buddy. No parks there. Elliot Brzezgalov told us that. Um. So yeah, shout out to the Montreal fans and the Carolina fans who stood up for their team's shitty decisions. Agreed. So. <clears throat> I mean, like Johnny said, it's the only way you're going to hit him. Although someone brought up a point. It's like, yeah, you can sell, you can say you're relinquishing your season tickets, but until the sponsors really fucking do anything, they'll make their money up somehow. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it purely it doesn't come down to uh, the team. I mean, let's be honest. The team's not going to be hurt. You're going to relinquish your season tickets because you're not going to spend money on this team anymore as a person. But another fan is just going to come in and buy the season tickets. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. That's so, it, so at the end of the day, like, cool. Like, it's a, it is good. Like, I'm not taking back my comment in the beginning about how it was good that people are doing this, but the people are doing it more for themselves. Right. Right. <clears throat> like, they're they're doing it more to show like I'm moving on from this team because of your decisions, and not so much like I don't expect you to make money anymore. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Your their entertainment dollar is going elsewhere because yeah. they they have a moral compass. Correct. So, well, look, it, a a professional sports franchise is not going to be canceled because they drafted the wrong person. I know Arizona got canceled pretty quick for fucking having like like Johnny said. Uh, what's his name? Matt Mitchell, um, get drafted by him after he called a a special a a a. a, 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 a uh, well, that was weird, right? So last year, last year Twitter went nuts on the on the Coyotes. Yeah. This year, I don't know if Twitter has gone nuts on 
Montreal or not, or yeah, or did. Canada, or I mean, oh. I mean, or the uh, or Carolina. But Montreal's like, all right, cool, like do whatever you want. We're still doing what we want. Yeah. So the fun, the interesting thing about Montreal, the minute it happened, everyone was pissed off at it. And then Pierre, uh, Pierre Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, <laughs> Parliament fucking said, yeah, no, the con- I don't know what the fucking Canadians are doing. Um, so when the prime minister gets a, gets a comment in about that. Yeah. And it's usually says, not oh, good. Yeah, dog. I don't know what you're doing here. This ain't good. Uh, and then Jeff Molson's like, oopsie poopsie, not coming to main camp. How about that? Um, and then, and then the Tony D'Angelo thing, the fucking, the, I, I feel bad for the season ticket coordinators for all these people. Oh yeah. And then the, the season, I read t- that thread today. That was funny. The season ticket coordinators having to come back and say, listen, just trust the process. Rod Brendamore's gotten rid of cancers before in this locker room. And I'm like, why the fuck? Is, why the fuck is the ticket person a liaison from the the locker right. to you? Uh, <clears throat> right. One, one. That's what. That was the point that I got taken. I I took out of that uh, conversation with the sales rep uh, <laughs> of trust the process. Rod uh, knows what he's doing. And the second one was if Rod Brendamore does cure cancers in the locker room. I mean, I think we need him for like a wider range. He right. should not just be a coach of a hockey team. Right. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah. So, all right. So poor decision making, uh, you know, first of all, where would an acceptable. So players should have the ability also to do whatever they need to do to rehab their image or do right. I mean, their players should not be canceled based on their actions permanently, at least. Right. They shouldn't be rewarded with first round picks, but where, where would an appropriate round have been probably uh, to take these guys as like a redemption story, sort of like, all right, he has some troubles, but I think we can work on him. Mal, you came out before the draft and said he didn't want to be picked this year. He said, I don't want to be picked this year. I don't deserve to be picked this year. Don't pick me. So he would have skipped this year, done his rehab tour, and then get picked in his 19-year-old season. Yeah, see, that makes so, sense. Yeah. But are we thinking that he wasn't going to get picked at all? A like, lot did, of, the, did the Canadians pick him because they thought that somebody else was going to take him? Yes. And that's I think Bergeron said it. Bergeron said as much. So, I mean, that, that's part of the problem then. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like some teams had him crossed off the list, had him on the do not draft list because of that. And then there's some teams that were probably going to snatch him up. And Bergevin's like, we're making a hockey move. Fuck yeah. all y'all outside of the rink. We're doing it here with D'Angelo. This is his now his fourth NHL team as a 23 year old um, got booted out of the OHL for his demeanor. Got uh-huh. booted out of Phoenix uh, for his demeanor. Got booted out of Tampa for his demeanor. And then got booted out of New York for uh, losing a fight to the backup goalie. Yes. So true story. Tony D'Angelo's the fucking problem across the board. <laughs> um, I I think in a free market, Tony D'Angelo goes over to Europe and then rehabs it over there and maybe never comes back. So, so this <laughs> right. is gonna be a, this is probably gonna be bad to say, but I feel like. I feel like I would be more mad as a Carolina Hurricanes fan than I would a Montreal Canadiens fan. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, a first-round pick at 31 is whatever. It's effectively a second-round pick anyway. So, like, Milieu may never, ever play for the Canadiens. He may never play in the Canadiens organization. They may say, you know what? You are 
you are a fuck up, and we're we don't want you to be part of this yeah, organization. Can't develop for shit. And they get rid of him, right? But I think I have a bigger problem with D'Angelo still mm-hmm. getting spots on NHL teams. And I, as a fan, I would have a bigger issue as a Carolina Hurricanes fan at this point. Absolutely. Because your team has the ability to make that decision, knowing his past, knowing the fervor that would it would create. But you still... And he's not 17. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that you know that he's online talking about an insurrection, uh, really being a big Trump guy, uh, and then you still think he's going to be great on the second pairing. Like, you make that decision and hoping that Rod the Bod is going to be able to change this kid around. And like you said, Johnny, if he can do that, we probably need him in a greater landscape than being behind the bench yeah. of the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, true story. Maybe, just maybe. So... Yeah, and again, free will, free market. Carolina, it's not like Carolina. Tri- I mean, Car- uh, the funny thing is that Montreal was looking at D'Angelo too, and also Jake Verchanin, who uh, allegedly beat his, uh, a, a girl that he was seeing at the time in 2018. Allegedly, because nothing's been proven. So Montreal was on a on a tear to get just Whew. everybody to disenfranchise all their fans. So hey, well, that's got- the way to do it after you go on the Stanley Cup run. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, you guys gave us some grace. We're going to get everyone you hate on our roster now. And then tell you Carey Price is going to be out for a year, but it's only, only going to be 10 to 12 weeks. Anyway. Uh, on on the lighter side, Alex Ovechkin resigned. Yeah. Five <laughs> years, a lot of money. I will be the first one to say, I don't know if I like that term. Yeah, so it, it should have been, here's... We can talk about this, and Lyle's going to want to talk about this. But we got a lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. So five years was kind of like in the middle of what I wanted to see. It's either, I mean, he's going to be turning forty-one, I think, in that fifth year, right? Correct. So, which isn't to say that he can't be at an elite level at forty-one, but not a lot of people have been able to do that in the NHL, at least in modern day NHL. Right. Um. I would have preferred to have seen a three year at the amount of money that he's making or something like a seven year where the last two years of the, hold on, stick with me. The last two years of the contract are $1 million a piece. And Ovechkin has the option to stay and try and break Gretzky's record for those maybe one or two more years. And it lowers the overall cap hit. Here is. I thought this one was kind of a lot of signing bonus. It is. There is a well, lot. Of yeah, but they count against the cap. Yeah. Um. The the inch. I I only kind of furrow my brows because we're already at a tw- thirty-five plus contract right now because he's thirty-six this year. When mm-hmm. it starts. So um, you'd have to pay him the entireness of it all anyway. You would have. Yeah, the entirety of it would be, uh, on the books. So that that was the kind of thing I was just like, eh. Then you kind of explain it like, okay, that logic makes sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at what we have here. Most goals after turn in 36. Uh, Solani, I guess we, we can consider modern day. Would you, would you, because he retired, what, 2011? Yeah, that's modern day. 192 goals after turning 36. Okay. And then there's a big drop off. And then it's Brett Hall, 131. Yager, 130. Messier, 130. Mark Recchi, 129. Uh, Patrick Marlowe, who I would say would probably be the biggest definition, 110. 
So Ovechkin. I'd say that Ovechkin's a better goal scorer than Patrick Marleau, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on better teams and you just set up at the dot, pass it over, and shoot, score. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's what the extra two years on my contract would be for. Just power you play. just put him on the power play, let him get 20 goals a year, and see if, if he only needs, like, you know, 25, 30 goals to break Resky's record. There, there you go. I, I say I like the five years and just give him one and ones after that point. And, and by then the Caps are likely going to be a rebuilding team. Mm-hmm. Or on their way to a rebuilding team. And Ovechkin probably just wants to break the record at that point. He'd be a great leader for a young group, presumably, by that point. They'd be a young team. I don't understand why they didn't add the two more years. But this is, is what, it, probably why I'm not a G, an NHL GM. Is it, uh, doesn't Backstrom's contract end at the same time as Ovi's now? I think so, yeah, because they gave him a six-year, I think. Yeah. I have a feeling that Backstrom and Ovechkin are just riding off just in the sunset right sunset now. Together. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's five years. I'll see you guys later. Um, I've appreciated it. Uh, by the way, free agency, 135, saving, 135 signings. Jesus. Total contract dollars, $742,125,000. Wow. B. Dylan. Also, an absurd amount of trades at the draft. Is I mean, this rivals the Philadelphia draft. Uh, by the way, Johnny uh, Ovechkin's extends one year longer than. Uh, uh, ooh, they still uh, might just go out in a blaze of glory because exactly. Backstrom can get a one-year contract. Exactly, and currently the Washington Capitals are uh, forty thousand, forty million dollars right. over the right. two point six seven under the <laughs> under the cap. Is that including Vanacek's contract? Because yeah. they get okay. Because he has one more year left at seven sixteen. All right. Well, uh, I think now that Vanacek's back, they only have uh, what Sanoff. one defensive slot and one forward slot left to fill. No, nope. Sanoff like has signed. They have seven defensemen under contract. Oh, Sam. Sanoff. They still have to sign Sam Sanoff. Yep. Oh. He's, he's all day. Um, they extend a qualifying offer to him, and I think you he know. Has- it's, it's kind of funny. Sam Sonoff shot himself in the foot a lot. Snorting coke last, right? last season. Because <laughs> this would have been, if he could have seized that job last year, then this would have been his payday. But now the Caps have to fit what is probably going to be a short-term, low-dollar contract under the cap to keep him on the team. It's going to be like, $1.5 million for two years or something like that to keep him. And he's going to he's gonna miss out on his payday. And you're also looking ahead um, to next season where Daniel Sprong is an RFA. But the defense, you got Matt Irwin, Michael Kempney, and Justin Schultz money will come off the book next year. Mm. Which, you know. That's like Kempney is back. Yeah. Yeah. They might move him. I wonder if they'll move him. Two point five million, free up a little bit more money for Samsonov. Not by much, but enough. They signed Lucas Johansson again, though. Mazeltov. He is considered non-roster, unfortunately. So. Yeah, it's true. Seven fifty on because he, he's deal. not played a game for the Capitals yet, even though he was drafted like six years ago. Right. Exactly. He's the proverbial just. This is a D- Detroit method uh, situation they're going through. Um. Also, another captain signing, Gabriel Landeskog, signing uh, for some money as well. He is <laughs> staying in Colorado. 
Uh, as Greg Wyshynski so poignantly puts it, his stuff's there. True. Yeah. So, it's a great point. Seven million dollars over the next uh, few seasons to the end of the twenty eight <laughs> season. You know, I was thinking about that when I heard about the Vanacek news. Like, was this was this part of the plan? Was this a side deal? Did Vanacek know he was coming back, or did he pack up all his shit and start to make plans to move and then have to stop? Let's be honest. He probably, <laughs> hadn't, found, he probably hadn't found the real estate pages to Seattle yet. <laughs> so I think he's good. So that makes like four or five guys who were drafted in the expansion draft gone for the Seattle Kraken now. And somebody made like some absurd mural or T-shirt design or something like that with like the original Kraken roster and already like 20 percent of it's gone. (laughs) Just take (laughs) it. So what's Ron Francis thinking? Are we going to let's let's get into that with Lyle, maybe. Are we going to break that down? Because I want to know what Ron Francis is thinking. Sure, we can we can talk to him about that. He's thinking for he he needs a main role in Godfather Four when it comes out. Yeah, and that. Let's, let's talk about some other news real quick before we get to free agents and trade frenzies. Uh, Mike Sullivan named U.S. Olympic coach for 2022. Lachaim. Uh Nicholas Charmanson, the superintendent, has retired after 14 seasons. Hmm. Uh, won a cup with the uh, Blackhawks, I do believe. One or two cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the 2022 draft is in Montreal officially, according Woo-hoo! to Gary on Friday. I heard it. Be dialing, be dialing. Uh, by the way, they were said they said they're going to make the second round, second day of the draft a lot quicker. It took six hours. Holy shit! I just thought of something. Could you have imagined if the draft was in Montreal this year and Montreal made Ooh. that pick? Ooh, fuck. Oh boy, like. Because it was supposed to be in Montreal this year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, you'll hear God, a lot that would have been amazing. That would have been full heel. Oh, dude, that we wouldn't have got out of there out of there alive. <laughs> and well, anyway. I wouldn't have been there. I would have been a fan. That's true. Johnny, Johnny would have been throwing shit. <laughs> I probably would have been asleep. I probably would have been asleep in the upper deck. Let's be That's honest. Too, trying to flex your hat. That was the shitty part. Like last year with uh, the UND kids, they, like a lot of them were top picks, so they had the box full of hats. Uh, our boy didn't have a box full of hats. So I'm like, oh, uh, it wouldn't matter anyway. I wouldn't want the, ca- the Caps hat, the, the, sh- uh, the shitty hats they had, but he got picked by the Caps, so he would have picked that anyway. So it's like, okay, that's lame. So. <laughs> and I liked his, uh, I think somebody asked him, hey, since you're drafted now, does that change anything about your college? He's like, no, I want to stay here four years. I'm going to win a national championship. Fuck yourself. I'm like, man, you got picked to the right team because they are not going to fucking bring you up any faster. No. Than what have, been. have you seen Lucas Johansson? No dice. 87. I mean, uh, what's the other guy? Uh, Axel Falby. Yeah. He's Fuck been you. around. He's been around the organization yeah. for like seven years. What's his name? For, uh, uh, Martin Fiervi. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's got some run, at least. He had a little bit of run last year. A little bit. Sure. That's just because everybody got COVID and his, and his contract was under the cap. Yeah. So it's funny. Uh, uh, Janssen Falvey has uh, two years left on his, I think, his entry level deal. Somehow. He was drafted in 2016. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Trades, trades, the musical fruit, the more you trade, the something, something. By the way, best part of the draft was uh, 
Bob McKenzie getting 18 out of 18 picks right to start the draft. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. I, I and think did, he's either remember when we used to do that and we would get 18 picks for the whole first round. Yeah. Well, he, I would. He's either really good or GMs were tipping him off and he wasn't letting on. Yeah. Uh, that's probably more like it. Yeah. But were they calling him? Were they calling him Mel Kuyper? The hockey's Mel Kuyper? Oh, that was Sam Constantino. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that was somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Bob, Bob McKenzie is semi retired now. Um, so he was making these picks on Twitter, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah, on Twitter. He had a full explanation of it. It was great times. Created great theater on the Twitter. Yeah, Bucci uh, told us that everybody was a Canadian version of a, a football analyst. Yeah, I was fucking... I heard that, and we were just kind of like, fucking Christ. <laughs> and then Kurt Herbstreet fucking gives a pick for the Blue Jackets. Like, oh, Which fuck. was great. Yeah. Sure. Pick the Michigan guy. Good work, team. That was That was beautiful, though. That was kind of well done on their part. All right. So, God, there's a lot of signings today. Jesus Christ. Some of these names I know. Fucking hell. A hundred, a hundred some years. Uh, where's done here? Did I see Devontae Smith Pelly's name on here? Or was I just dreaming that? That's probably just dreaming that. In any case. I thought Devontae Smith Pelly was a coach. Uh, it could be. I don't know. Maybe he finally announced his retirement. I have no idea. I just I just zoomed down real quick to try to keep, get things loaded. Because uh, I'm starting from uh, yeah. So there, Alec Martinez got re-signed. Zach Hyman signs with uh, he breaks the bank for uh, for five and a half a year. Brian Elliott goes to uh, Tampa Bay, trying to get himself an elusive Stanley Cup. Interesting. Carolina's getting uh, Freddie Anderson and Anti Ranta. Uh, fuck, some other douchebags going to. Oh yeah, uh, Martin Jones is going to Philly to create the uh, the really good tandem of uh, Hart and Hart and Jones. Hart and Jones. <laughs> That's Stop a fucking goaltenders. That's a great buddy buddy cop movie in the eighties. Carter Hart's a no nonsense by the book cap. Mark Jones doesn't know the rules. <laughs> Mark Jones. Ah, oh, boy. Uh, sorry, Devontae Stevens is who I'm saying. Uh-huh. There you go. Money. Travis Hamanick re-signed with the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Luke Shen, Yaroslav Halak. You know, the, Bru- the Bruins and the Canucks making big moves. Uh-huh. Making big dick moves out there. Um... <laughs> Just like raw, no rubber on that freaking uh, free agency. I mean, hell, the fucking uh, the the Boston Bruins get Mister Taylor Hall back on a pretty uh, reasonable deal for six million a year over the next four years. As we welcome in our uh, our our guy who's been busy, a lot, <laughs> a lot of a lot of things happened in the past two weeks. Oh How boy! You <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, it's it it it's been a it's it's been a time. A lot of money going around. A lot of trades going down. Uh-huh. You Where can do tell we... Lyle's ad revenue is just. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a good month. I won't lie. It's It's been a good month. <laughs> there you go. Hey, there you, the way to do it. New fiscal year. Let's go. Um, Where do we want to start, Lyle? We want to start with signing. We want to start with all these trades because there are a lot of trades, my friend. You, you just, uh, you're the host. You go for it. I'm, I'm, just, I'm fried right now. Talk. so. Raw, no rubber, lay it out there on the table. The Chicago Blackhawks just trading for anybody and everybody. Seth Jones from Seattle 
Marc-Andre Fleury from Vegas, who may or may not play. And then Tyler Johnson from Tampa Bay for Brent Seabrook's contract. Is Chicago's like, nah, we're not going to do a rebuild. We're just going to put pieces together and hopefully it works out for us. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, some of it, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I, I know they got a lot of stick for the Seth Jones deal, but I liked it. I, I, I thought that's, you know, I think that's a, a deal they had to make. Um, you know, they still have some decent talent left on that team, especially with Patrick Kane. So they're going to want to try and get back at least to some kind of semblance of, you know, contention, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while while Patrick Kane and the returning Jonathan Taze are still in their prime. Plus, you know, they they got some up and coming kids, especially with Alex Dabrinka, uh, you know, Kirby Doc, and uh, yeah, so they, they want to kind of accelerate, they kind of speed things along in a little bit, and. Uh, you know, we bring in somebody like Tyler Johnson. Okay, yeah, that's going to eat up a fair bit of cap space. But you get rid of Brent Seabrook's dead cap space, and you actually have a workable player who, actually, as we saw in the playoffs, is still pretty effective in a in a second and third third line role. And he's only got three more years left on that contract. So you know, I, I'm I'm not quite as uh, as as negative toward the the moves that they made. I mean, yes, Seth Jones got a lot of money. Yeah, they overpaid him, but. Uh, Again, too, I mean, you know, a lot of people are kind of panicking and going off in the deep end. It's like, it's like, guys, he's 26 years old. And the last two years, he played for a, a Blue Jackets team that, you know, they're, they were among the lowest scoring teams in the league. Everybody keeps pointing to, well, his production's been down. His production's been down. Well, gee, it wouldn't be because Artemi Panarin, Matt Duchesne, and a couple other scorers were gone, you know, no, uh, a couple no of years ago. Uh, and they didn't no. have very much, very much firepower. I think you're going to see uh, Seth Jones's offensive numbers improve. He also stopped playing 58 minutes a game. That's in the yeah, that helps. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah, when you're not trying to play the whole damn game yourself, yeah, that that makes a difference. <laughs> Does M.A. Flurry play for this team? That's a very good question. I wish I could give you a Opt straightforward in. yes or no. What's that? Here we go. <laughs> M.A. Flurry with the Chicago Blackhawks. Lyle, you're on the clock. I say yes, he goes. Opt in. Yeah. Johnny P. I'm opting in. Opt in. Mark with a C. Yeah, I'm in too. Why wouldn't he? In. <laughs> I'm out. I can't. <laughs> There's our contrarian. That a boy. <clears throat> Only because down. he wants to fuck over Vegas uh, and then have to go to, like, I don't know, People's Court or something to get this rescinded. I don't know what court they go to. When's uh, the, the last time an active Vezina winning goalie? Or uh, There's a better way to say that, I'm sure. No, the 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 current started, active uh, Vezina winning goalie got traded. Got it's, traded or moved or uh, did not play for the team that they won the Vezina with like, the following year. Hell, Wait, I Robin think Lander got traded. Robin Lehner didn't win the Vezina either. I don't think did he? He won the Vezina. No, he didn't win. The, he, he, like he was he was, he was a finalist. He won yeah. the Masterton. He was a finalist for the Vezina that year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but he got, didn't he get moved that year after? I don't know. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. He signed with Chicago. Chicago. Hey, there you go. This seems to work out for them. Yeah. 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 So one degree of separation for Robin Lane. Yeah, go. exactly. Um, Hashik was another one, I think. Uh, I feel like it was. Hashik. Yeah, but no. Yeah. But Hashik was, uh, was correct, a free if I'm wrong, signed as a free agent. 
We're yes. talking traded. Well, well, actually, Mark said didn't play for the team he played for the year before. I, I, oh, I, I, orig- I originally happened. said traded, and then you guys pressured me into changing it into didn't play for the team that he won the best. I, 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 was, I was picking up where you were laying down. I was I going along with the traded thing. I yeah. It's fine. I pressured you. <laughs> It's been a long time. I can't recall of, of a Vezina winner being traded the, the right after he's won. That's but I mean I know I'm sure it's happened. I just can't recall. Yeah, exactly. It's been that long. It's been somebody, a minute. Somebody ramp up your 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 Mr. Google and see what he tells you. That's fine. So Google. I don't, I don't care that much. Yeah, I don't care either. Um. Oh, for heaven's sake! <laughs> you guys, oh, by the way, did you guys just hear this? More signings. I've been switched off. Yeah, uh, here on the Coyotes are trading Darcy Kemper to Colorado for a first round pick and defenseman Connor Timmins. Oh, good. They need wow. Hey, hey, Colorado got their goalie. There you go. Yeah. Coyotes oh, just Joe, just Joe Sackick the Avalanche. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Well, they were a little bit desperate after a group hour left. Yeah, pretty much. They really didn't have. <laughs> well, yeah, they, and we all knew they were going to be in on on uh, on the and uh, Coyotes <laughs> retaining one million dollars of Kemper's cap hit. They are Kemper you know, in- four point five mil, so it's three point five mil against the uh, Capitals cap. There you go. So I know you guys are probably going to know the answer to this, and in looking up the Vezina winning goalies uh, between nineteen ninety four. In 2001, only three goalies won the Vezina Trophy. Name right. those three goalies. Dominic Hasek. Yeah. Kerry and Kolzig. Yeah. The two <laughs> Capitals goalies yeah. were the only reason why Hasek didn't have a run of like seven <laughs> straight or eight straight Vezinas. Jim Carrey, for God's sake. Carrey. And, and looking at this list of names, like Pele Lindbergh, maybe is the most outrageous one besides Jim Carrey. No, because Pele Lindbergh died at 23. Or yeah, very, I don't know if he was, was young. 23. He was super young, but he was a he was a god. He was supposed to be like the next big thing for Philly. Um, that's what cursed their goaltending. By outrageous name, I just mean like everybody else is you know Ron Hextall, John Van Beesbrook, Grant Fuhrer, Patrick Waugh. Right, and then Jim Carrey is like right there in the middle. Yeah, that one's absurd. I I totally agree. <laughs> absurd goalie Monday. There you yeah, go. Exactly, he's Jim Carrey. You know, off to bed. You know, he started a company for billing for medical things. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, <clears throat> um, Boston kind of making some moves. Like I said, Taylor Hall in there. Um, they get they got they a get, goalie. They, yeah, they get yeah, rid they of. They got a goalie. Yeah, Linus Olmark. Olmark, which is interesting. Five million over four seasons. Yeah, wow. that's, that's something. Wow. Then they just go, uh, Derek Forber gets three years, uh, Eric Halla and Thomas Nosek get two years. <laughs> that contract was so bad that David Krejci is like, I might just go home. I mean, that's just bad. That's just, <laughs> what are we doing, guys? <laughs> well, I mean, no, no offense to Ulmark. I mean, like he had a 917 save percentage on a shitty, shitty team this year. Um, so maybe playing for a better team, maybe those that stat will get even better and he can finally establish himself as a as an NHL starter, but he's still an unknown commodity though. Would you, is he really worth investing five million Apparently. per season for four mm-hmm. years? Sure. Yeah. Can I yeah, ask I like a, it works out for him? I really can I ask do, a real just, question at this point then? Ugh. No, ask fake questions. Yeah. Okay, who the hell are the Sabres goalies? Uh <laughs> A shooter tutor. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually missed a call from an unknown number from Buffalo earlier. Yeah. Oh, oh, there you, you go. You might right. want to call that back. You might want to call that number back there, bud. <laughs> Currently, uh, oh, well, that would actually go against your moving south, though. That's true. Uh, <laughs> on their roster right now, yeah. none goalies. No goalies. Uh, so goalies. That, my friends, is a well-oiled machine. Woo! The goalies they have signed to minor league deals are Dustin Tokarski and okay. Luka Nonen. <laughs> what was that? Dustin Tokarski has played. In fact, he played this season. He did. But he is he also li- used to play. He also played for the for the Habs uh, back several years ago when yes. uh, Carey Price got hurt in the playoffs. Uh, but Mark Uka Pekka Luka None. Uh, that's their prospect. That's their big prospect. Come on, I want to lay it. I got yeah. a bad Is there any like chance this. that the Sabres play with six skaters to yeah. start the season? <laughs> Absolutely. The old it's six gonna be, It's going to be a shooter tutor and, and a broomstick with a mask on. This is backup. Half these fucking guys signed. I don't even know. <laughs> oh my God! They're the they're the Cleveland Indians of 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 the uh, the, the Lyle, Lyle. It's the Cleveland Guardians. Oh, the, I'm sorry, the Guardians. Cleveland Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's right. It's very yeah. insensitive of you, Lyle. The oh, Guardians I know. Well, that's galaxy. me, Mister Insensitive. So fuck that's you. Canadians <laughs> <laughs> are gonna pick him first round, and it's gonna be okay for Lyle. We're gonna be all right for him. <laughs> Oh, too soon. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Second round. Point is that <laughs> I'm thinking a sweet movie like Major League, and you guys right away are trying to whip your cancel culture stuff up. <laughs> yeah, right. that's us. We love canceling. We're all about the cancel culture here at the Face Up Hockey Show. <laughs> hockey show. Um, Mark has been called liberal cock many times. So. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I cry about it every night. Back is Soy Boy Mark over there. <laughs> I mean, uh, Christ, for the first 10 years of the show, you kept calling me Mark with a C. Yeah, exactly. The flaming C because I had a Flames hat uh-huh. for, for whatever reason. Maybe it's because the Flames changed their logo to the C. Because here's the funny thing. You bought that Atlanta Flames logo uh-huh. at store credit to, I think, ice jerseys. Um, you bought that hat. I bought a Vancouver Canucks Hawaiian shirt. Um, yeah. <laughs> you definitely had the flying A for a while. Yeah, you yeah. had the. I, that oh, was it. Sorry, I, the flaming A. The flying A. Um. All right. So yeah. So Boston needs a goalie, is what we're getting at here. Yeah. Um, when Linus Olmark is there until, until Tuca comes back. If he sure. comes back, he could take one look at that shit show and go. No way. I'm staying here. Okay, I'm happy. Okay. Uh, you guys got a million dollars to work with. <laughs> I gotta move somebody. <laughs> Gotta move somebody on that one, baby. He also signed Nick Felino too. Three point eight million on that deal. Oh my God, I know. No. Yeah, <laughs> that Nick Felino going to the Maple Leafs thing really worked out well. Mm. And yeah, what asset did they give up for him again? Oh, that's right, a first round pick. That's fine, Lyle. Tell me that Kyle Dubas once again. Tell me the boy Wonder is on the case. Lyle, these um, first round picks—they're overrated, man. Listen. Yeah. Coyotes didn't even have an 11. They're like, fuck this 11th overall pick. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there were 32 of them this year. The yeah. Fuck? We're just going to trade. We're just going to trade Oliver Ekman Larson to get a ninth pick. Yeah. <laughs> Vancouver's loading up too, Lyle. Oof. Vancouver's loading up in a big way with, uh, with the, of course, the deal for Oliver Ekman Larson. They sign uh, uh, Tucker Pullman. They re-sign Travis ha- uh, Hamonic. Luke Shen's back there. They are very D-heavy on top of Yuroslav Halak. 
getting that one. Yeah, that's you, you probably should have phrased that a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably should. Well, they got a heavy D back there. It's just thick and just bulbous and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also they also got uh, Connor Garland in that deal, the Ekman Larson deal, which I liked. I, you know, I, I, I think he's going to be a, a just a terrific addition to their to their second line. That's yeah. a, you know. Terrific. I really <laughs> seriously like that. I really did like that that part of the deal. Ekman Larson, well, you know, maybe, hey, maybe playing in a hockey town where it matters, maybe he'll rediscover his mojo and uh, start playing some meaningful yeah. hockey games better. 7.6 mil for, good God, five more years, six more years? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. He better. But, Till the uh, end of the 2627. Hey, but, but here's the thing. He had the, Jim Benning, the Canucks GM. He had three guys, Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, one other guy whose name is Lucy for the moment, but I'm tired. But anyway, three guys on, on contracts that it just had one year left, right? That he'd been trying to shed for what only one year left. So it's like, yay, I got rid of these contracts and I freed up this 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 space. Let me fill it with a with a with a defenseman whose best years were two years ago. Who still got 7.6 mil a season for six more years? But I'll take the edge off by getting Connor Garland in the deal. So you guys, Woo-hoo! yeah. Whenever it. things are going sideways with Ekman Larson, I'll just point to how well Connor Garland is just tearing it up over that on the second line. You're ready to go on that. I mean, listen, they got they got a big, thick, bulbous D. <laughs> hey, they got Yaroslav Halak as a backup this time. Yeah. That Neil experiment Neil will probably go better than the Braden Holpe one. I mean, come on. Jason Dickinson, the ageless wonder Yaroslav Halak, right? He should have been retired like five years ago. How old is that guy? He's probably like 38, 36. He's younger than us. I feel like he's been around forever, though. Yep, sure has. At least 10 years. (laughs) He's been around forever. Uh, 85, yeah, 36 years old. Yes. Yeah, I just said that. Not quite ancient, but getting there. Uh, one of the big moves is the Red Wings uh, taking Suter on a two-year deal. Who knew that this would be the biggest move? I mean, he gets bought out by... Hold on. I'm doing a show. <laughs> doing a sh- <laughs> Who the fuck's Pius Suter? <laughs> the fuck is that? Okay, Pius Pilot. To the Red Wings. I'm being told also um, Ryan Suter signed somehow. Some- somebody signed into a four-year deal. <laughs> that works. The did we, decent did, about a buddy as well. Did yeah. We, well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that got me. I figured, ah, he'll, you know, he'll go for, you know, 2.5 mil. Because after all, he's getting two thirds. You know, he's still getting two thirds of his original contract with left in that. I mean, he's he's good. He's good, right? No, no. Um, yeah, I want, uh, yeah, my cap hit is three point something. But actually, in actual salary, it's heavily backloaded. I'm going to be pulling in 4.3 mil per season in the final two years of the deal when I'm pushing 40. Now, that's how yeah. you get it done, kids. Uh-huh. That He's just making money hand over fist right oh now. Oh, my God. He's like, fuck, fuck your couch. And this is a 35-plus <laughs> contract, so I'm getting that money regardless. Yeah. Uh, oh, so- man. But I will say this though, I mean, he's listen. Yeah, I know he's thirty six, but he's you know he's still he's still a very very effective defenseman. He's logging twenty two minutes this year with the Wild, you know, in all you know all game situations. So I think he can be a good fit there for for the first two years of the deal because he's replacing uh, Jamie Alexiak, who got tentacled away by the Seattle Kraken. Ooh. I've been having fun mm. using using fish analogies all day whenever I've been yeah. referring to the Kraken. 
Yeah. So anyway, just make sure that make sure that hentai ads don't start popping up on your website. <laughs> <last>. <laughs> that does seem fishy. It uh, does, doesn't it? Yeah. But uh, but no, but he replaces Jamie Alexiak on that on there. So I, I think that's a good fit. Bring some leadership in there. It's just yeah, four years though. Jim Nill, really, dude. <laughs> Maybe you need to shave your mustache because it's starting to cut off airflow in your nostrils, and that's Ooh. cutting off air to your brain. <laughs> and, and the good thing, he's getting, he's going to be a second second pairing guy too for sure. Well, uh, like oh, absolutely. All those he's files. not going to be first pairing guy. No. Well, they got Holpe too. Yeah, Holpe signs two million as a backup to Hudobin. Looks like because Ben, ben Bishop. Well, new, not quite. Not. Quite. Well, actually, no, you're right, because uh, that one's a strange one, because, listen, Ben Bishop is going to be starting the season on LTIR because mm-hmm. he's still recovering from his knee injury. So, OK, you got Hudobin. That's great. But, you know, Jake Ottinger, he played very well last season. Yeah, so that one kind of surprised me. It's like, well, OK, you go with Hudobin and Ottinger just like you did last year. That was a pretty good 10 and that worked well until Ben Bishop comes back. And then you can and then you can send, uh, you know, Hudobin packing because Ottinger is your goalie of the future. But for whatever reason, they decided, no, we're going to send Ottinger back to uh, the AHL. Yeah, that's going to do him a world of good. And uh, we'll go with Braden Hopi for a year. And, no knock against Hopi. Hey, good gig. You really know you're hey, you're going right. to Dallas. Good gig for you, brother. But hey, that's a good one. Um, and also they got Adam Shield down there, a guy who I know very well after covering him from University of North Dakota. So <laughs> mm-hmm. they got a lot of goalies. So I don't know why they needed Braden Hopi in this instance. Um, I mean, it's unless there's something going on there we're not aware of, but. Uh, Gee, not like that's ever happened before. I was going to say, weirder shit has happened to Anton Hudobin in this past season. So, uh, mm. got that going for us. Uh, back to some trades. Philly making some deals. Uh, oh, wow. Getting rid of Jacob Vorchek for Cam Atkinson. Not Rest- bad. Not bad. Before we move on, is Jacob Vorchek turning into Scott Hartnell? Like, slowly but surely? Oh, absolutely. Going back to his original team. That's no, I mean, like, no, 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 with, the, with this, the hair and the look. Oh, yeah. sure. He absolutely definitely is. He, you can't help it. Once you've been exposed to Scott Hartnell for too long, osmosis takes over and then you begin to turn into him. He's one of like a weird kind of Doctor Who uh, villain that doesn't mean to be a villain, but that's just the way he is. And he just takes over. Eventually, the world's going to be taken over by, by uh, Scott Hartnell clones. That's fine. Which isn't yeah, bad. I mean, you'll be a big works. guy with curly hair and strong. It's just you'll fall down a lot. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Who isn't good for that? Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen in the Philly for Robert Hogg and then Shane Gossett's beard to Arizona for no return. Uh, no return being a big, big proponent this year. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, who, who's had the bigger year this year? Own goal at the Euros or no return in the NHL offseason? Oh, man, yeah. Push. There are no winners here. Mm. I'll tell you. Well, I'll tell you. It, no, no. The the no return only applies to the Arizona Coyotes. True. Because you the go there. Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> you, you go there. And who knew? You could, who knew you could make a trade and not take anything back? I, that, that that's a, a brand new concept. For, there's always been future considerations. <laughs> Mitch, no, Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg knew always, that all along. Now, Here, you throw this away. Future considerations, and at some point, like back in the day when you could actually trade money, they'd send like, okay, uh, 250K is being sent uh, to this team. Or you'd send them a draft pick or some, you know, ECHL kid that, you know, in your system that has no chance of making it to the NHL. You know, you used to do that. Nowadays, it's just like, nah, we're now nah, we're done with the charade. Here you go. Consider yeah, these players. 
consider these players, Arizona, our gift to you. That's what the NHL's come down to now. When they make trades with, with the Arizona Coyotes to keep them viable, they're just gifts now. They're just gifts. They're not trades. Those are gifts. They they gifted right. Shane Costaspear to the to the to the Arizona Coyotes. Well, I just got this fax. Um, what is you this? Nineteen ninety seven. I got a fax. Dale Talon finally gave me his his office. <laughs> but no. Um. So apparently, the Arizona Coyotes have changed their name to the Arizona Hotel Californias. Because you can never leave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. So. Yeah. Breaking news on that front. Yeah. yeah. I must suck when they don't serve wine at the games. I know. It's That's the yes, true. But can we can we just take a second? I don't even know who Arizona's GM is. Should I? I don't know. Probably. Bill Armstrong. I, been... He's the brother of Doug Armstrong, the general manager of the St. Louis Blues. Okay, oh, so I wouldn't have known that. cousin of Neil Armstrong. Yeah. But actually, though, I got to say, though, Bill Armstrong... Honest to God, in all seriousness, he has done a really, really good job here this offseason. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. Any, I mean, anytime you can convince someone to give you a viable asset for yeah, nothing. For nothing. But, <laughs> but even, but even but beyond all that, you know, you look at what they got back, though, in some of the trades where they actually did get things back. You know, like, okay, like people go on about, oh, well, they got, uh, yeah, they they just took back three bad contracts from Vancouver. Got a first round pick, got a second round pick, got a third round pick. They did pretty goddamn good. Here's here's a fun fact. Uh Next year, Arizona has five second round draft picks. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. And, and, and they made that trade with that trade with Vancouver, put them gave them the ninth overall pick. Remember, they didn't have a pick in this year's draft because it was forfeited because their previous GM was a sneaky creep and was testing players ahead of the draft combine, which is verboten. And they had to forfeit. They forfeited their first round pick in this year's draft, and they forfeited, I believe it was a second round pick, was it in next year's draft? Yes. And now, as you pointed out, Scotty, they got five second-round picks in next year's draft. They got a first-round pick in this year's draft and got themselves a good young player I, in the I, process. Man, hats off to, to to Bill Armstrong. That was just magnificent wheeling and dealing. Absolutely. Thank you, Johnny. And you get Oliver ekman Larson's big contract off your books, and you get three guys. Oh, yeah, well, they have these guys with their, their contracts. They're only on your books for one year, and then they're gone. So he's going to have a lot. They are going to have a shit ton of cap space to work with next year. And you watch, they're going to, I'm telling you, watch them next summer because they're going to be taking on, they're going to be targeting teams that are going to be looking to shed contracts. They're going to be going after players in free agency who, you know, going to be looking for big contracts, not going to get anywhere else. And you, if you think, oh, no big, big free agent's going to sign with a, with a, with a rebuilding team that's got a lot of cap space, behold, I present Exhibit A, Dougie Armstrong to the New Jersey Devils. So oh, yeah. that's what's going to see, happen. See, hold on, John. I, 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 I knew the, the game plan. I, it's fine. Just give me a second. I knew the game plan, but I picked the wrong team. See, last week I said that the Kraken were going to be following this blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lo and behold, Arizona came in and, and pulled the rug out from under me. But it was the same blueprint. It was mm-hmm. the same blueprint. Johnny. I was going to say that before we jump off Arizona, the, my favorite part of the entire draft was when Shane Doan's kid got picked by Arizona. Yeah, I that, that was, was fantastic. Nice. That I, was I, a really I nice also like the idea of uh, Greg Wachinski saying, 
Yeah, good good of Shane Doan's kid to follow in the footsteps of 17 years without a playoff. Oh. You know what's you know what's great about that? How how many years has there not been a Doan in the organization? Never because like three. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, as a player. Sorry, yeah. I know that he oh. got hired into the front office, but like, about three years now, two, three, yeah, years. three, three years. It's been a while that Shane Doan isn't and, playing, and then his and son is now in Arizona too. He's going to Arizona State as well, so he's staying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he Pop- wants to play for the Coyotes. He is a Coyotes fan. He wants to play for the Coyotes. That'll so. get Austin Matthews down there. Perfect. Oh um, yeah, in four years. He had time. Coyotes. He had Coyote sheets. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, all right, Lyle. Uh, don't look at cap friendly. Um, I know the other guys aren't. Um, <laughs> how many players are signed for next season for the Arizona Coyotes, Mark? Uh, ooh. hang on. They took on a bunch of guys. I'm gonna say that they have like currently like 29 players on their roster for next season. Yeah. Sorry. Oops. Sign. For next season, 22-23, how many contracts? Oh, the following season. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought you meant this upcoming. I thought I was saying there's too many players. They're going to need to. Okay, gotcha. Uh, the players who have active contracts in 22-23, I'm going to go with 11. Johnny. I was going to say six. Lyle. I'm going to say four. Oh, Johnny and, and Lyle are right in the middle. Five. Wow. <laughs> I knew, they, I knew they had Jacob Chikrin and Christian Dvorak um, and or, um, um, Clayton Keller. Um, I was going to say Christian Fisher, but he's gone now. Oh, who's the, okay, who are the other two? Uh, Clayton. So it's Clayton Keller, Nick Schmoltz, Dvorak, Chikrin, and Gostaspare. Gostaspare, the ghost bear. Forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. By the way, Christian Fisher, is he gone? He's still in their books. Yeah, he got, he got grabbed by the Kraken, didn't he? Why is he? No, he's still in their books. Oh, for okay. I thought I thought that he was selected by the crack. My bad. Well, maybe that maybe they took on some of his salary as part of the deal. <laughs> so Christian Fisher, Fisher's, but he is he's not under contract though for for next season. Right? Arbitration eligible for next year. Okay. Loophole. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> they it's, take it's, it's been a it's been a hectic week. I'm sorry. I I, I thought that Christian Fisher had been selected by the crack. Arizona is currently like a junior team where they could have a different team every year. I was about to say that they're a redraft fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> they get their pick of whatever's available in the first round. Yeah. Free agency, I mean. But honest to God though, I there's there's definitely method to 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 Bill Armstrong's madness. Like seriously, you look you, he's playing the long game with this one and yeah, it's going to be a significant rebuild, but it's like okay, finally there's somebody in there who actually knows what the hell they're doing because he worked for years in the Blues organization and helped them build that team into a Stanley Cup winner. So, you know, as I said, watch what they do next next year. You know, watch them at the trade deadline too cuz there's going to be guys that are going to be pending UFAs they're going to have on their book. Guys like like Phil Kessel and that they're going to be moot shop, shopping them at the trade deadline. The the Kraken took Tyler Pitt Tyler Pitlick, that's right. Who got traded to Calgary? That's right. That's right. You know what? You know why I thought? You know why I thought? Because it just came back to me. Because when I had when I did my mock draft up for the expansion draft, I had Kristen Fisher going, and they didn't take him. Yeah. Some of that mock draft. Can I just say some of that mock draft was just so the Ronnie Francis. Some of the picks that was weird. He, yeah. he passed yeah. over some really good guys. Like uh-huh. I I like the defense that he that he picked. 
Like that defense is huge. Those guys are big, man. Big, mean, nasty guys. Like that's going to be a tough defense to play against. The goaltending now with Grubauer, and you got uh, Chris Dreger in there as well, and Joey Decor because I think that uh, well they just traded uh, your boy back to uh, Washington. So I think their goaltending is in good shape, but scoring offense, like, okay, they got Jaden Schwartz today. Yeah. Well, that's great. And they signed Alex Wenberg. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So you got two second line guys that now are going to be skating on your first line with Jordan Everly. Like there were guys that they passed over. I really scratched my head over some of that. So Mm -hmm. I appreciated the, uh, I appreciated the not thrashers tweet, uh, that came out that said the best player we could have gotten in 1999 was Yannick Tremblay. The Seattle Crack had just passed on Carey Price and Vladimir Tarasenko. <laughs> I know. I know, right? Yeah. That's um, a really good... I, I should follow them. They're very uh, good. Riddle me this, because I, I, it was four years ago and, and seems like a decade ago. Did Vegas have anybody that we thought were going to be big goal scorers either? Because I knew they were Whoa. defense heavy and goal yeah. Well, they didn't they have William Donald Carlson after he had scored? And Marsha show, right? Yeah, after he had scored, okay. like, 40 goals. But the thing was, too, I mean, and that and that's a good point, too, because when you think back of that four years ago, I mean, nobody looked at the Vegas Golden Knights and said, oh, yeah, that's a team that's going to go and, 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 geez, go to the Stanley Cup final in their first year. We all looked at them and said, okay, really good goaltending, good-looking defense, not much there for offense. And then all of a sudden, William Carlson turns into a 40-goal scorer. And, yeah, like, you know, Alex, well, you know, when they got Alex Tuck from, uh, from uh, Minnesota, which, which, which was part of the agreement not to select Matt Dumba, mm-hmm. that was how that came about. I mean, oh, man, like, looking at that kid's potential, even at the time, it was like, you know, in the right situation. And, yeah, it turned out to be the right situation. But still... Nobody expected them to do that well. Yeah. I, I, what was the, I mean, the, the overall assessment all along was that Vegas was f- filled with forwards that should have been second line guys, except they were second line guys from top to bottom. Mm. Right. So their third and fourth lines were essentially talented lines. They just weren't your typical, like, minimum salary or grinder or fighting, you know, whatever you want to call it, that teams that have been building, you know, rosters for decades Mm. wind up having to do because their superstars are getting $10 million a year, Mm. right? Vegas didn't have that. So, and and what they drafted was essentially a roster full of second line guys, which is, and not to say, I'm not saying that that's what Seattle is, but, you know, if they were able to put that together by the end of free agency, we could see that happen again. I, I, I don't, I don't think that Seattle's going to be a. They're going to be better than the Sabers. I'll put it that way. Well, the thing, the, yeah, yeah, everybody's <laughs> gonna be better than Sabers, uh, and and the Coyotes too. Um, but the the thing is though too with with Vegas, they they did have a a, a couple of advantages. I mean, first of all, like. Yeah, four years ago, there were general managers that just got made some really stupid trades to protect other players. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, what, they got Riley Smith and then they just traded and then the Panthers traded him Jonathan Marshall show, you know. Uh-huh. So right off the bat, you got yourselves, you know, two really good scores right off the hop. They get you know, the Ducks traded Shea Theodore in a move that Bob Murray should to this day should hang his head in shame over. That was so ridiculous, especially because the guy it was Clayton Stoner. That was the guy he was protecting, Clayton Stoner, who isn't even in the league now. 
You know, mm. it was, yeah, it was, it, it, you know, everybody, I remember we all scratched our heads over that one. Shea Theodore, good God, what are you doing? And then Alex Tuck, because they wanted to protect Matt Dumbo, so they got Tuck and Eric Halla, who, and he was another one who had a really good season for them that year and was off to a good start in the second season. He blew out his knee and he hasn't been the same since, unfortunately, too bad. But he had a really good year for them too. But the other thing they also had was Gerard Gallant as their head coach. Uh-huh. Um, Dave Hackstall, with all due respect, but he now maybe he he does a better job second time around. But his time in Philly wasn't good. It wasn't good. You can't just say anything you want to. I started it with all due respect. It's true. <laughs> yeah. No. You're right. I mean, uh, and that's a uh, again market market being what it is. He goes into Philly wanting to be a savior, and he had a couple forty win seasons, but his team couldn't fucking win the shootouts. So I think that was the big point. Mm. Um, but. Yeah. But the point was Gerard Galland had a had a more proven track record absolutely. than Dave Hackstall. Now hey, maybe Hackstall can uh, can can do something good going there. I will say this though, this is kind of the 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 other big difference. The Golden Knights they built their team mostly through trades. You know they really did through making those trades with teams that want to protect assets. Whereas this time around we were all like, oh, the Kraken didn't make any side deals. Jeez, it wasn't very many that they got there. But they used their cap, put their cap space to good use, and they got themselves now two or three really good players. Uh, through free agency. So now their roster looks a heck of a lot better than it did a week ago. That's all you want, man. That's all you want. You want to be better than a week ago. Yep. Uh, Florida looking a little bit better than a week ago, too. Oh, they boy. Wow. Reinhardt and now lay claim to three of the top four picks from the 2014 NHL entry draft as they have Reinhardt, who is second overall, Sam Bennett, who was fourth overall, and Aaron Ekblad, who was first overall in that deal. Florida ain't messing around at this point. Florida's oh, like, oh no, they're going for it. That that was I like that trade. Reinhardt going there. I was like, oh yeah, that that just gave them even more balance. Well, they, you know they they learned their lesson from that uh, you know against the Lightning in the first round because they were really thinking they were going to be able to upset the Lightning in the first round because they played them so well uh, in the regular season and that was a very entertaining series. But ultimately, it was the Lightning's uh, scoring depth that made the difference. Mm-hmm. So they learned their lesson from that. And so I really like that move of Reinhardt going going there. And with and keeping Sam Bennett, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, they're gonna be a really, really tough team to play. And they kept Anthony Declare too, and yep. good for him because he really man, he really shined last season in Florida. At, at a good deal too. Three million. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really it's a sweetheart deal for everybody <clears throat> involved. Um Bill Zito doing a really good job his first year in there on the job. No question. Hey, and you know what? Kevin Sheveldayoff getting some defensive work, help there, too. Nate Schmidt, who had to be convinced to move his new no-trade clause. And uh, uh, Brendan Dillon, who uh, we heard was not happy of leaving the Capitals for Winnipeg. But here we are as a people. Um, <laughs> Winnipeg kind of got ex- uh, you know, did, we all thought We all thought Winnipeg was going to go represent Canada. That didn't happen. Um, so... I guess I guess they're they're looking looking I don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, the the defense the D is better. Uh, Paul Stastny was the guy who convinced uh, who convinced Nate Schmidt to waive his no trade. Come to come on, I don't know. Come on, ah, come, come on, on. come on. Uh, Brendan Dillon, once he gets over being upset uh, about going to uh, Winnipeg, I think he's going to uh, find that it's a pretty good situation there because that's still a talented team. That is still talented. And their their D for the last two years, though, was was uh, was what uh, killed them. Definitely killed them against the Habs. Montreal just just picked them apart, you know. So, 
yeah, that was a couple of good moves. You know, Dylan uh, will help him out on uh, left side and on the uh, left side on the second pairing D, and uh, Nate Schmidt will, I think, automatically, or maybe Pionk takes the first uh, the first pairing on the right side, and Schmidt goes in the second. I think he'll be fine either way. Yeah. Yep. Uh, moving down the uh, uh, the Trans Canada, and then up the QE two. Edmonton signing Zach Hyman to a deal. Oh, Jesus. And then, then ditching Ethan Bear for Warren Fogel. The most generic name and old person name I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. So we got the Hyman deal five and a half over the next seven. <clears throat> Oof. On top yeah. of Keith move, on top of the now Tyson Berry move, which isn't too bad. Yeah, the Berry one was okay. But, but Bear was your guy. He was your hit. Him and Nurse were going to be the next two core on that D. Mm. And Ethan Bear, well, let this said some inconsistency this past season, but still, um, again, I'm on record that I that I did not dislike the Duncan Keith deal, and I still don't. You know, uh, if they turn around and sign him to a contract extension, then yes, Jesus Christ, get Ken Holland out of there at once. But no, I don't mind the Duncan Keith one. The Tyson Berry deal that doesn't happen if Adam Larson resigned with them. But Adam Larson decided to go take his talents to Seattle. And so they're like, oh, shit, we've got to fill a gap on the right side D. Well, that's fine. You you kept Tyson Berry. And, yeah, he's he's a good offensive D man. He led all defensemen last year in 40, with 48 points. So, you know, he's definitely a good fit there uh, with them. But he's not the shutdown guy that Larson was. So I don't know how they're going to address that. But the Zach Hyman deal... Now, Zach Hyman, I do not fault him one bit for going out to get the best deal he can. Good for him. Well done. But seven years, 5.5 mil, that's just way, way, way too heavy. 5.5 mil, that's okay. I don't have a problem necessarily with the cap hit. You know, it's kind of on the upper level, but I don't have a problem with that. Uh, You know. But seven years for a guy that the type of game that he plays. And I know people will say, well, he'll play on the first line with, uh, or he'll play alongside uh, Connor McDavid, <clears throat> excuse me, or, or Leon Dreisaitl. It's like, yeah, and he played alongside uh, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner in Toronto, and he had back to back 21 goal seasons. I'm sorry, that's not worth seven years for a 29 year old, okay, with the type of game he plays. And I'm not knocking him. He's a good player. He is very good, hardworking guy. Two way forward, yeah, it's going to chip some goals in for you. Really good energy guy. He was, a, you know, he was an alternate captain uh, with the Leafs, but that deal is just three years too long. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. I oh boy, oh boy. Anyway, I, all I can say is I hope it works out for them. Indeed. Um. All right. What do we got else here? Johnny. All right. Johnny. Johnny, what are you looking at? Sorry. What happened, buddy? We're back. I've been drinking uh, okay. 64 ounces oh. of uh, of ah. water, and I put that like Mio lemonade. In oh, it. yeah. it's really good. Except it like apparently, if you drink water, you have to pee a lot. Never knew that. What the hell? What <laughs> you didn't put that on the label. Yeah. <laughs> Caution may cause urination. So, <laughs> just peeing in my backyard. It's not a big deal. Okay. Uh, Pavel Bushnevich to Saint uh, Saint Louis for Saint Elias to New York. New York Ranger fans still convinced Jack Eichel's going there. 
Um, whew, uh, they're, yeah. they're singing the streets. He's coming home. It's <laughs> Um, so they take Sammy Blaze back for Buknevich. Um, I, you know, look, I know that, yeah, they they got beaten up pretty good there by Tom Wilson and uh-huh, in that uh-huh. game and all that. But you know, and I know, okay, yeah, we want to get heavier, we want to get tougher to play. Yeah, okay, fine, okay, yeah, uh huh. Buknevich or Sammy Blaze, and no knock in Sammy Blaze. Hey, Charlottetown Islander, you know, I, you know, but you don't give up. Pavel Buknevich for Sammy Blaze. You don't. You just don't. And we just did it here. We saw it. We just did it. They did it. And they did it for all the wrong reasons. So, yeah. Uh, Just looking for love. There's a lot of moving parts, I think, going on there. I mean, they got to sort out if they're going to, you know, are they going to commit to Mika Zabinajad as their number one center after this coming season? Because next summer, he's an unrestricted free agent. Are they going to want to lay out nine mil a season for seven or eight years? For Mika Sabinajad, or do you take what's behind door number two, which is the mystery box known as Jack Eichel and his wonky neck? In which case, that's going to cost you a shit ton. Wow, <laughs> Jack Eichel and his wonky neck is a great band name. Absolutely, I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> but uh, oh, but yeah, so I think there's still still a lot of moving parts there going on with that. I'm not ruling out Jack Eichel going to the Rangers, but yeah, you know, Chris Jury is up to something. Uh, whether it works out or not, I okay, fine. But Booknavich, and that's going to be the thing too. That's going to really hurt chemistry in the room because Booknavich is a really, really popular player there. Um, really good in the room. Very, you know, and uh, yeah, he he really blossomed in the last three years into a really good two way uh, winger, and he's going to be a good fit with the Blues. Craig Ruby's going to love him. He's going to fit right in there. Like seriously, he's going to fit in well. And hey, he could become the uh, the Blues' uh, first first line right wing uh, whenever, if and when they can find uh, somebody to take uh, Tarasenko off their hands. It's all we need, Lyle. Something to happen like that. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, we got we're gonna we're gonna have a, let you have a dealer's choice here. We got three options for you, mm-hmm. and we'll let you pick one. Here we go. So, we have M. A. Flurry being done dirty. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the follies of Montreal and Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um or uh, I thought I had a wild card here. Apparently we only have two picks. Well, or oh no, uh, the Alex Ovechkin deal. So we have three yeah. three choices. That uh, would I mean, have been the one that I just slotted in there. If you didn't think of anything, is, is it yeah. possible? Is it possible to fit all three of them in very quickly? Because we can. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to extend it time on this. So uh, yeah, let's let's go. I can do that. Absolutely. We don't need a ha ha fuck you this week. Yeah. It's yeah. been a lot. This is it's been a busy week, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh which one do you want to tackle first? Let's do let's do Montreal and Carolina. Let's get let's get that shit out of the way right now. All right. Abs fan Lyle, what you think? All right. Um I was understandably shocked. Well, yeah. And angry. And just very, very disappointed in what my favorite team did in the first round of this year's draft. Um, <laughs> I've actually been thinking about this for a couple of days. How is it going to be able to, if we this came up on the show, how is going to talk about this? <clears throat> first of all, um, just for the record, I am sick and fucking tired 
of young athletes treating young women like fucking beanbags. Mm-hmm. I have fucking had it with this shit that's been going on. It's inexcusable. There is no excuse at all for what uh, Mr. Mayu did. He calls it a mistake. That wasn't a fucking mistake. Mm-mm. He has not apologized to his victim. He says he did, but he has not. Not in, a, in a, an apology that his victim would accept. Um, he does his little stunt last November. He gets, you know, uh, basically convicted. I mean, he didn't have to go to a court or anything like that. It was a, a, a misdemeanor. Um, but it's defamation and invasion of privacy. He pays, I think it was the equivalent of like $3,000 in a fine. And nobody hears about this over here in North America. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, doesn't become public knowledge. I guess uh, this was something that the, the, the NHL teams knew about because they obviously interviewed him. And, you know, what you do with the top prospects, you interview each of them. And I guess during the interviews, he was basically saying that, well, she's just vindictive. Oh, she's just out to get me. Basically blame the victim. He he took no responsibility at all. Um, then the story breaks here in North America a week before the draft. <clears throat> Excuse me. Four days later, he issues a statement saying, I'm withdrawing. Please, I'm renouncing myself from the draft. Don't select me. I need more time to become a better person in a statement that was obviously written by his agent. But I will give the young man at least a tiny smidgen of maybe credit and assume that perhaps maybe he realized just what his actions were doing might have far greater consequences than he realized. And maybe he was sincere about, I need to take time to become a better person. Uh, you know, hello, a heartfelt, a heartfelt apology that your victim wants would be a great place to start, but regardless. And then three days later, the Montreal Canadiens say, yeah, no, that's good enough. That, that's, a, that's a good enough uh, measurement of his character. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll select him and we'll select him for in the first round. Now, I know that there were other teams uh, that were looking at drafting him in the second or third round. And they suck too, if they actually were, you know, planning on doing that. Um, the Montreal Canadiens are supposed to be the epitome of class and character in the NHL. The most storied franchise in the league. And the thing you always heard about among the things, blah, 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 was this is a team that class and character. And they showed none of it with that pick. None of it. And then, I mean, here's, you know, here's a quick tip. If you're an NHL general manager and you select a young player in the draft and you have to read a statement explaining why you took him in that draft, probably not a good fucking idea to select him in the first place. And you know they had that at the ready, too. Oh, that's that's goddamn right they did. And, you know, the biggest, the most, <sighs> the most telling thing for me was the following was, I think it was a day or two afterwards, and, and they were interviewing Trevor Timmons, the head scout of the Canadians, or their director of scouting, where the fuck he is. 
And they basically, he was basically asked point blank about, you know, why they thought that, uh, you know, drafting him, they could help him with his character, blah, blah, blah. And he sat there in silence for almost a minute, making faces, you know, like, you could tell he's trying to formulate an answer. And then he's like, basically, can you, what are you trying to say with your question? Blah, blah, blah. But it was like, it's too late, dude. It took you almost a minute to answer that question. Your silence spoke volumes. Now, I've seen a lot of folks, uh, both on my site uh, and on the internet, saying, well, this kid deserves a second chance. Nobody deserves a second chance. What we deserve is the opportunity to earn that second chance. Now, um, I'm also, by the way, pissed off at the league and the NHLPA. Because if a player takes himself out of the draft, that should be it. Okay? Okay, you can come back into the draft next year if that's what you want. All right? But they don't have that language in their collective bargaining agreement. Their whole thing was a collective shrug. Nope. Nope. You're still draft eligible. You can be selected this year. It's like, did you people not understand what a horrible look this is? Whether he's taken in the first round or the seventh round. Doesn't right. matter, right? No, yeah. no. They just shrugged it. Uh, doesn't matter. Oh yes, this from the league that says hockey's for everyone and supposedly is championing women's hockey and all of this. Yeah, how's it looking now, right? If you're a young woman and you're a fan of the Montreal Canadiens or you're a fan of the NHL and you see this, <laughs> what are you supposed to think? I already know what some of my female friends who are hockey fans think one of them has renounced the montreal canadians i think you know who that is scotty no who's that mm, yeah yeah jen has <laughs> renounced the montreal canadians she, Wait, she had on. one foot out the door with the team anyway well, anyway so it's but, kind of... but that just finished her and i don't and i don't blame her one bit not yeah. one bit and well, i'm going to say look if this young man was actually sincere about, well, he needed time to improve and, and give him, you know, that opportunity to earn his way to redemption, to get his second chance, fine. But how does friggin' drafting him three days later when he ba basically said, don't pick me, how does that make it better? How is that going to improve him? Now the spotlight is on him, right? Now he's supposed to improve. Oh, now he's got to have that pressure on top of it, right? And by no means am I trying to excuse excuse him in any way by what I'm saying here. But it's definitely not making his path to redemption any friggin' easier. And then today, today, the owner of the Montreal Canadiens slips out his statement in the middle of the free agent frenzy in the first hour, thinking nobody's going to see this or that, well, it won't draw as much attention. And basically saying we've told the kid don't report to camp, you know. Blah, blah, blah. You know, don't report to the team. Don't report to camp. Blah, blah, blah. Why the fuck did you select him in the first place? What was the point of this exercise? You're supposedly going to help him on his journey and on his path. And then you're basically telling him, no, don't come to camp. You know, don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. How is this helping anybody? How does this help anything? Uh, all I know, um, <laughs> listen. I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan, and I 
<laughs> I know that I will never be able to quit this team. You know, I've been a fan of them for 50 years. But I was ashamed to be the fan of the Montreal Canadiens that night. And I'm not very necessarily feeling very proud about my team right now. After what they did this season to just piss away all that goodwill. Yeah, that's that's OK. I've gone on too long with this. Well, but at least they didn't sign Tony D'Angelo like was possible. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know if they had done that and if they were rumored to be doing that, that they were uh-huh. looking into signing him. I'm like, oh, for Christ's sake, now you're going to double down. Wonderful. Why not? Just get in the Jake Vertanen thing, too. Fuck, let's go. What's the hell? Spending in for a pound. Delisle, I did ask earlier, um, because the draft was supposed to be in Montreal this year. Mm. Could you have imagined what would have occurred had there been people in the Bell Center when this pick went down at 31? Oh, my God. Like, the gasp. I can tell you right now, you would have heard like the gasp of 20,000 people, right? Like that just would have been. And then I just think that, oh, man, yeah, there would have been there would have been booing. There would have been yelling. There would have just. Oh, no, that that wouldn't have been. That would have been a very ugly scene. Uh Very ugly. And I I question now (laughs) Mark Bergevin's judgment. I have defended him. As, as a general manager, I thought that, yeah, you know, like Greg Wyshynski said, you know, he kind of has a bit of a mad scientist vibe about how he builds a team, but he wins more trades than he loses. You know, he actually has done a pretty good team, re- pretty good job rebuilding this team back up, you know, made some really shrewd draft picks that have been paying off. Everything's going great. And then he just does this. And now I wonder, how can I trust this man's judgment? to build my team and maintain my team. Do I even want him to be my general manager anymore? After this, uh, all I know is, is uh, overall it, it was, it's, it's very sad for the victim in all this because the story gets dragged out now into North American into the North American media. Um, it's, it's not. It's it's a terrible time. Uh, I think if you're if you're if you're a woman and a fan of of, of the NHL, not just the of the Montreal Canadiens, but of the NHL, because this just shows toxic masculinity is still alive and well in this fucking league, despite the whole you can play, you know, despite their championing of of, of women's hockey. No, we still got a long way to go in this fucking league before they get their goddamn act together. And this isn't about, oh, being politically correct or, oh, being lefty libtard. No, it's called being a oh. decent person. It's called character. It's called class. Something the Montreal Canadiens used to be known for. I tell you this, if Jean Beliveau was still the, the, the president of this team, as he was for many years after he had retired, that I can guarantee you that pick would never have been made. If Serge Savard or Bob Gainey were the general managers, that pick would never have been made. No fucking way. So, yeah, I've gone on long enough about this, guys. And Tony D'Angelo, same thing. I mean, well, Tony D'Angelo, like like uh, Mayu, is he deserves an opportunity to earn a second chance. 
So with the Hurricanes going there, playing for Rod Brindamore, yeah, maybe that's, you know, and who knows, maybe he's learned something about himself over the last six months, you know? D'Angelo's we'll on his fourth second chance, though. That's true. D'Angelo's Oh, been oh God, I know. He's, he, oh, I know. The, I know his background. Yeah. Believe me, I know. But And then th- this just after the Carolina Hurricanes uh, draft their first uh, African-American player mm. in uh, Bryce Montgomery. And then you get the uh, Trump 24 guy over there. So, yeah. Uh, what anyway. were the other two? Uh, yeah, let's let's three, move on to something. M.A. Fleury and Alex Ovechkin. <clears throat> okay. okay, let's let's do Fleury. All right, so we'll I made the best for last. Let's do yeah, Fleury. M.A. Fleury gets uh, done a little dirty. No one tells him he gets traded and has to find out on Twitter. Uh, it's the new way to find out, like on TSN Trade Center. Um, <laughs> yeah. What what happened? What happened to the when a Vezda and now he goes. Uh, well, they well, first of all, I mean, yeah, they 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 knew they had to trade. They had to trade him because they needed to uh, to build up depth at center. And by the way, they're very much in the uh, the Jack Eichel sweepstakes, too. <clears throat> After uh, trading uh, Marc-Andre Fleury to Chicago, I don't think that that Marc-Andre Fleury necessarily was up was upset about being traded because I think he knew pretty sure he was kept in the loop that he was going to be traded or that he there was a very strong chance he could be um it, it i'm i'm trying to be careful with this one cuz on the one hand when i heard that he found out about it on twitter i'm like holy shit like that's terrible what a disgusting thing to do to the guy this is the guy the face of your franchise and you basically you don't even let him know what's going on but then you hear um you know their general manager saying look the trade call hadn't even been made yet. We were still in the process of finalizing this thing, and suddenly it's out on Twitter. Yeah, so, was right. Yeah, so I'm thinking now. I know he's, and I know some people have given him grief. You know, McCrimmon giving him some grief about that. But I'm sitting here going, well, wait a minute now. Like, you know, he's in the midst of of, of doing negotiations here. You know, with with the Blackhawks. So either somebody in his office or somebody in the Blackhawks office leaked this mm-hmm. and said <clears> he <throat> is going to Chicago. And yep. before it, because the way these guys normally do their business, we've been in this business long enough. No, we know how they do these things. You know, fax machines. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you negotiate the deal. And then when you're putting through the trade call and all of that, you get a hold of the player and you tell him, this is what's happening. Okay. Yep. We are trading. You tell him ahead of time before it hits the news that this is happening. But in today's information age, now I'm pretty sure they're pretty savvy there. <laughs> you know, McCrimmon strikes me as a guy who seems pretty savvy. So I, I don't think he was necessarily caught short on that. I think he knows, okay, yes, how quickly Twitter is. We've been around long enough to know that. But this shows that there's a, there's a leak in one of those two offices. And that's how that deal broke. And yep. yeah, one totally of those agree. two are going to have to friggin' do something about clamping down on leaks out of the, coming out of their office. Or because... somebody's phone is bugged. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so by the way, we, we talked about this during the Philadelphia draft mm. because we were finding out before the little slips of paper even got up to the podium to announce the trade, we knew what the trades were. Yeah. And we talked about, I don't know if we talked about it back then or between then and now, but we talked about how Twitter was going to be faster 
than the actual news. We were and here we are. And now it's not even faster than the actual news. It's faster than the front offices of the NHL teams. Well, we were talking about this back in 09 at the, yes. at the Montreal draft. Remember, that one was was called the Twitter draft because that was the first time like the draft was on Twitter and tw- and trades were being broken on, on Twitter before they actually happened. And picks were being made before they went up to the podium. Yeah. By the teams. Like the teams were announcing their pick as, the, as their representatives are going up to the podium. Yeah. So... This has been a long time coming, but I didn't think it would be like it's yeah. going to trade like this. Holy shit. But Frank yeah. Cervalli, man, I don't know what kind of mojo or pictures he has on people, but goddamn. Man, he has just. Uh, expansion night. And then. Yeah. Uh, that, by the way, that was. Uh, that was just beautiful. Okay, so, Lyle, before we get into the Ovechkin thing, how yep. much time did Frank Cervelli save you in having to write your article? Hours. <laughs> hours, Johnny. <laughs> hours. Oh, my God. He saved me so much time. If I ever see Frank Cervelli, I'm going to be like, dude, I mean, you know, if if you drink, let me buy you a beer. If you don't, let me buy you a coffee because you, wow, you saved me so much. I was expecting to be up until like about three, four in the morning, you know. And especially given how friggin' slow that thing was. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, you had to catch a fish. Like it's that. insane so, yeah. that, they, that they turned <laughs> Kevin like, Weeks into, like, a sideshow somehow. Like, like come on, man. This guy is a well-respected <laughs> analyst on NBC, and you turn him into, like, the guy that you send to the circus to go, like, interview the three-ring circus that happens to be in town that day. Hey, I'm catching a fish. Hey, I'm on the Space Needle. Look, it's Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> Come on. I know, Send him right? up front. What is, Listen, what is Dominic Moore doing on the stage? Get Kevin Weeks up there. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. I mean, he's a good sport, but oh, my God. But, yeah, Sarah Valley, I mean, in the first hour after, after – <laughs> in the first hour – within the first hour after, after the Kraken had submitted their list to the front office, 26 players' names were out there as to who was being picked. And I was just like, oh, bless you. I was able well, to get so much of that done up at the time. We mentioned it last week, but the actual NHL teams were announcing the players that got taken before the ESPN broadcast. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? NHL, yeah. you're trying to promote this brand new agreement that you made with the biggest sports uh, franchise, well, whatever, entertainment, whatever you want to call it, uh, broadcasting, whatever, whatever, right? Entity. Yeah, and you're letting your teams leak the news before play, before people are even able to watch it on TV. You trying to sell ad re- revenue? What are you doing? I know, no. I know. No. It was it was at first of and the whole vibe was just amateur hour. Oh my yeah, it really god, was. that was horrible. Just horrible. And I, I, I'm not dumping on ESPN or anything like that. I am, but it's just. Yeah, go ahead. But, yeah. you know, but the NHL should have done. I mean, good God. Can you hire some people who actually know? Like, take a good look at how the other major networks do their presentations and maybe, you know, hire some of their people away and, and maybe get them to give you some advice on how to do it. Because that was embarrassing. It was just so cringeworthy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Did you the draft coverage on Sportsnet? That was pretty bad, too. <sighs> they. But see, they follow the bru- the blueprint of like college game day, yeah, or yeah. like any of the other ESPN and shows. Why no did Lee Corso come out with a mascot? Yeah, head? that would have saved it if he would have yeah. come out with a Kraken head with tentacles. That would have been great. Saved it. I agree. Yeah. They, they oh, and by the, the way, like 
like I kind of didn't like how they used Emily Kaplan either because I feel like she's yeah. so much better than like sideline reporter that's like, hey, by the way, this guy grew up on a goat farm. She seemed, like, <laughs> she seemed too much like a human interest person, and that's not her spot. She's right. a really good journalist, and they absolutely kinda, yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I mean, I'm so looking forward to when the draft gets back to normal next year because uh, the first round, too long. Second round, ridiculously long. They, uh, oh, hey, at least it only la- at least it lasted what seven and a half hours instead of eight like last year's. Oh yes, we we I love Bill Daly said. Oh yes, we we've put measures in place to speed it up. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. You know yeah, what you want to do to speed it up? Second round. Yeah. You know, I really, you know, you know what we need to do? We need to, to uh, somehow get a Ouija board out and channel the ghost of Jim Gregory to speed things up on the second day. Because as we all know, we, we've been to enough drag. Remember, dear Jim right. Gregory, God bless him. But look, at some point, things along. At some point, yeah. Things along. But at some point, we don't have to do this in person. If, if the last two years have taught us anything, we can do this online. The NHL G- the, the GMs don't have to be in 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 the yeah. same place at the same well, time. You just click the guy's name on the website, and you, what if one of them winds up drafting like a kicker in the third round? Who cares? <laughs> they, they, that's their fault for fucking up the the draft. Here's the thing: so they had like three timeouts in the second round. The second and third round took 90 minutes a pop. Um, there was a wedding about to be ha- be happening at the Ralph, so we almost got booted out of there. The thing is this: when they don't have a fucking flight to catch, uh-huh. yeah. If- shit's about the time you got that right scotty so, absolutely we get back live that fucking sec that second day is gonna go four hours and we are out and we, we are out like, the door just like always uber out of the shithole yeah because in the second day we all know everybody's nursing their hangovers and they just want to get the shit over with and get on a plane and go home that shit's all loaded with gatorade for a reason my guys mm-hmm Oh, God bless him for stocking them fridges with Gatorade on the second day without it. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shitty, shitty Pepsi, though. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Shitty Pepsi. Fuck Pepsi. Um, (laughs) Alex Ovechkin, five years, nine and a half. A lot of term, Lyle. That's a lot of term. Yeah, that was the. I was not surprised with the the dollar amount. I knew he was gonna. He was he not gonna be getting under nine though. Thirty five thousand dollars, Lyle. We can buy that to buy a Highlander. I know, but. I was surprised that they went five years. I mean, listen, Ovi, Ovi is well-conditioned athlete. You know, he's still, he's still, he's still among the league's elite. You know, still among the league's dangerous scores. You know, and yeah, I'm sure he's going to be. You know, I'm sure he's going to be good for 40 goals a season for the next two seasons at least. Maybe one more. After that, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but hey, it's the chase is on for Gretzky, and that's all that matters right now, yeah. right? Well, that's that's the term, right? The term is Gretzky. That's period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Do you think with yeah. Ovechkin though, you just Ted Leonsis has gotten to the point where he's kind of like, how long do you want to keep playing? Mm-hmm. Uh, five more years? All right, here. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I I would have said, and I said it early on the show, <laughs> I would have offered him two more additional years at one million apiece to say, look, if you're like. 25 goals short. Hmm. Here's here's two more years at 1 million. I mean, it's not like they can't do this after the five-year contract is up either. But at least putting it on this contract would have lowered the salary cap hit for all the rest of the years. Mm-hmm. I would have put it into the contract. And then what? It's, so what? If he leaves, you pay him $2 million, the rest of the $2 million on the contract? Because it's guaranteed after 36? 
or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah, it still counts against your cap hit. Yeah. So why not just give it to him? Because you're going to be rebuilding at that point anyway. The Caps are going to be rebuilding at that point anyway. Oh, God, yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is that the final two years of that deal, though, I mean, that 9.5 mil is going to be what prevents you from re-signing a good young player or it's going to prevent you from acquiring one by a right? trade. But that's my, also, that's my point. Is that also Throw in the next two years? That the cap's going to start going back up soon. Like, you got to be betting that the well, cap is not going to stay. It's not going to stay flat because uh, I'm, I'm going to say it myself um, this time. Um, that gap. Um, I'm just going to say this. Get used to wearing that for the next at least the next two to three years. Yeah. All right. Maybe maybe in the final two years of Ovi's deal, the cap goes back up, starts showing a healthy increase. But Ooh, then I uh, can get a top hat. Yeah. Oh, you got to. Then it got, no, no. Kind of no, no. growing. You didn't you have a cycling to... hat so you can flip up the brim. Oh, there, there you go. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I get, all right. I got oh, some up oh, Hold on. Stovepipe, uh, stovepipe hat. There you go. Abraham Lincoln thing minus yep. that part. Yeah, put on the stovepipe. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Because when the when the, in the salary cap finally does go up, I mean, by any significant amount, it's going to go up quite a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Quite a bit. Just be exactly like Abraham Lincoln, except that last part. <laughs> Especially Fords. I can't own a Ford yeah. if I've got that hat. No, you absolutely well, can't. They don't. Yeah, it's fine, Johnny. They don't have big spoilers. You're good. <laughs> um, all spoilers all, right, so, all the time. All spoilers but, all the time. But hey, I'm gonna be y'all just. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna be pulling for for Ovi to break Gretzky's record though. That is probably that is one of the. I think that's the only record anybody's ever gonna come close to breaking of Gretzky's yeah, yeah. is gonna be is gonna be that. So thirty three yep. a year on average he has to get. Yeah. So, oh, Lyle, are you free next Saturday or is it two Saturdays? Got two, Saturdays. two Saturdays, two so Saturdays, not, not the 31st, but the 7th of August, August 7th, August 7th, 7 p.m. Um, show I'll have, 20th I'll have anniversary. To, I'll have to get back to you. Um, right. I'm not saying new. I'm going to write it down. Actually, that's the anniversary show. Isn't it? That is I don't think Lyle knew about that yet. Uh, if we can't go live, it'll be released on the anniversary day. So we got that going for us. So August 7th, that's a Saturday. Sure is, Lyle. 7 p.m. start Eastern time. That means like 5.30 Sunday your time. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's 8 p.m. yet, yeah, Cretton. Shut up. <laughs> Love you, Scotty. Uh, okay, August 7th, please. Yeah, I'll, uh, I gotta check and, gotta check and see what my better half has in store. Sure, that's fine. That's good. Well, it doesn't even have to be the whole time. No, just pop in, pop in, tell say, stories about yo, the suffering, and then you know head out. That right. kind of stuff. <laughs> yo, what up? Hey, remember Buffalo though? All right, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all you need. Remember that time it, 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 in Montreal? That was the time. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> hey guys, listen. First time caller, long time uh, participant. Um, <laughs> All right, I just got there is a uh, there is a my goodness gracious. Okay, what a concert. The Dak I'll leave you on this one, guys, before we get Lyle out of here. Lyle, you have to hear this lineup. It's the Dak Jam Music and Arts Festival uh, okay. from August eleventh to August fourteenth at the minute uh, North Dakota State Fairgrounds in Minot, North Dakota. Listen to this lineup. Okay. Okay. Wednesday. Vince Neal, Great White, co headlining on a Wednesday night. How about that? Ew. 
Thursday, Third Eye Blind, Brent Michaels co-headlining. How about that? Ew. Oh, Lyle. Friday's not getting any better. Cuckoo huh? Dolls and Gin Blossoms. You're not going to be able to tell them apart on Friday night. Yeah. No, no, no. no. But no. that's that's better than the first two nights. Uh, and then Saturday, Big and Rich and Rodney Atkins on uh, on the Again, Saturday. not going to be able to tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> also, supporting bands include Brew, Livingston, Maze, Gale, Linkart. <laughs> You're just saying syllables now. It's just <laughs> syllables. It's just not even names. You're just being like, Buffaloes. Jake Hoot. I hope that's a Southern Rock Iron Maiden cover band. <laughs> that is what it is. Oh my God. Iron Maiden and, and uh, Leonard Skinner. Banged and had a musical baby. Oh, wow. They also called Captain Keach, which is a ripoff of the one that man Beach, Captain Keach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Um, back in that thing you do. Tom Hanks, shout out. Okay, um, so what's the, what's the Friday lineup again? It's Gin Blossoms and Goo Goo Dolls. And- awesome. Couldn't you have split up the Gin Blossoms and Goo Goo Dolls and Big and no. Rich and... and uh- nope. Got the Atkins and like flip them so that one was on, you know, you had a little bit of a little bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll, doing Osmond thing. Or are you just so. bringing in like a specific crowd for Friday? Yeah, night exactly. 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 Because exactly. <laughs> when I pick Thursday night headliner, I think Third Eye Blind and Brett Michaels, everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. to be honest, if you're bringing in the Gin Blossoms and the Wallflowers, was it? Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. Well, fuck, yeah. they're all the same. same thing, no, yeah. If you're bringing them both in at the same time. Your generic late 90s band. Yeah, yeah. what are you getting? You're getting like, uh, you know, 30 to 40-year-old to women and families. And, I mean, nobody. nobody. It's the same group for Saturday night, though. <laughs> well, not in country, country band, though. They're boots. Exactly. <laughs> it's a different crowd. It's a different crowd. The same age group, but different crowd, different different demographic. Them. And Shawn Michaels on Friday night's just kicking people in the face. That would actually be a show worth watching. <laughs> I would love to see Shawn Michaels come out and kick Goo Goo Dolls in the face. Just super kick coffee. Let's go. By the way, if you want four day passes to this uh, shit show, who would do that? Oh no, no, tell me how. Uh, it's uh, it's two ninety nine if you want the pepper rally pass. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, three ninety nine for the Miller's cocktails and dreams pass. Uh, don't know what that means. And the school dance pass is uh, two ninety nine. I guess it's different seating. I don't fucking know. I figured this was going to be Gold like a dis- one. You have to keep room for the Holy Ghost. I remember that's that. True. That's true. We learned that at, at school dances. I thought this was going to be more like a like a Disney package sort of thing. Like if you go one day, just one day, it's like $150. If you go two days, it's like $180. If you go three days, it's $181. Single day passes start at $79 for Wednesday, $129 the rest of the time. So, like, I guess Vince Neil not worth the the extra fifty dollars you can put out. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't a lot of guys that have two first names that are worth seeing in person. That's true. <laughs> that's, uh, 
Although Garth, Garth Brooks is essentially two first names, so. Well, we didn't know that. It wasn't really. At the time, yeah, we didn't know. Brooks, there were we a lot of guys named Brooks running around. Brooks, we yeah. did not. The long and short of it. No. All right, well, that's it. We've done it. We've done it. <laughs> it was a good one, We guys. got you out there on the laugh. Yeah, it's... and let me let me say before you go, Lyle, I appreciate the, and you might have think you talked too long, but I was listening to every word you were saying, so I appreciate part of it. Your, uh, soliloquy it was no i mean like i mean that sincerely like i didn't know the whole story to be perfectly honest with you what i look i barely have time to be on the show let alone like keep track (laughs) of news and shit well i'm glad i was able to to, that's true that's a very true statement sure you know what fair point point. yeah all right so So, i I appreciate your stance and i appreciate everything that you've said to this point on that topic for the last 20 years and everything over the last 20 years. <laughs> I don't know. I think Lyle's been only good, like, in the middle three years. And then, like, the other times he's been good. Yeah. Like, big Although, dials. Yeah, exactly. I mean, two weeks ago, we did argue quite a bit about the salary cap in the playoffs. But, you know, whatever. That's Listen, water after, out of the bridge. after the Thornton trade, he kind of just coasted for the last. Yeah, year. I rested on my laurels after But that. to be fair, I think we all have. So I can't really fault just him. <laughs> yeah. I was well, never well, on my laurels for the show. Like, so let's be honest. <laughs> no, well, I, only when we were actually in Laurel. Yeah, you're usually at Laurel because you had a game. <laughs> so, all right, Lyle, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Hopefully Absolutely. things settle down and we don't have 105 players signing in a day. Sweet. So, Not for a- Lyle. He needs all that revenue. He does. Yeah, exactly. Great cash, homie. See you later, See you Lyle. guys next week. There he goes. Lyle Richardson, inspectorshockey.net at Spectres Hockey on Twitter. And now we go to shoutouts. Johnny. Uh, I'll shout out the uh, Black Bears for having me in an ice rink in July. There you go. Um, I will shout out uh, to Ted Lasso. I watched it. It was great. I watched it again. Even I watched it twice already. It's a very quick watch. Um, and I'll give a shout out to the uh, Hershey Bears. Uh, 64 ounce uh, soda cup that uh, I've just been destroying water in recently. I don't know if that's 64 ounces, is it? I don't. It's massive. It's the same one you have, right? Yeah, I thought it was 32. Is that, is that 32 or 64? Maybe it's 32. <laughs> it's still a lot of water to be drinking. <laughs> was that the? Uh, was that was the? Uh, that was the Jesus. The, uh, <laughs> nice. That was the sound of the Holy Ghost coming through. I think. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's good. I'm good. Uh, the the uh, the church channel that Scotty gets on his uh, yeah, board exactly. now magically, right? Mark, uh, I'm gonna give a diss, a very rare diss to Adroit Theory because they they apparently sold Wegmans a bunch of the beers that they canned in March and mm. let them sell them like. So they're not fresh. Not at all. And they're they've got a lot of the floating lactose in them. It's just not not great. So not a big fan of uh of this current selection of beer that I purchased at Wegmans. So I actually the disc probably isn't even well, it is it should actually be to Adroit Theory because uh-huh. they shouldn't have sold them. But Wegmans also to Wegmans for probably also willingly doing that. 
and charging full price for the beer because they didn't even discount it. It's bullshit. Anyway, so um, there's that. Let's see. Uh, do I have anything else? It's the end of July. It's going to be the beginning of August. No, I don't think I have anything. I don't think I'm good. Well, oh, Scott, oh, I can keep going. That's yeah, all keep right. Keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm going to give a shout out to the fact that I have to pee. I was hoping that Scotty would be back to give a shout out so I could go pee, but apparently he has to go pee. Yeah, or, he's getting, like... or maybe he's getting Cooper. I think Cooper is just yeah. banging on the door. Cooper all is going to come in. Yeah, he's coming on shout the Shout out to Zubaz Pants. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see. Apparently, uh, it's uh, and there's Cooper all. Here we go. Uh, it's Bach's birthday, right? Too. It's a Kevin Bach's birthday or Jeff Bach. I think it's Kevin Bach. Yeah, Kevin's birthday. K K Bach's birthday. Uh huh. K Man's birthday. All right. Shout out. Well, I thought I think Scott probably was gonna give K Man a shout out, but well, I was trying to kill time. Yeah. Was last month. <laughs> oh well, what are you talking about then, John? Jeff. Uh, G G money. Oh uh, yeah, Jeff Bach then. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 All right. So shout out to this guy here. We got him three years ago. Hey. Happy right. gotcha day. That's day for our boy Cooper. Right, buddy? He's so confused. Yeah. He's very confused. He's, he's not allowed in this room. He's going to eat the microphone. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, shout out to National Hockey Card Day. Don't eat the, no, eat the headphones, silly. Uh, National <laughs> Hockey Card Day was fun. Thanks. Shout out to UND for uh, letting us in and having a fun time out there Friday and Saturday. And yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's about it for me for Johnny P. Mark with the CM Scotty was, and this is Cooper all take care of yourself and someone else. Um, check us out on all the socials. Uh, we're on all the platforms of podcasting, which you probably heard us by now. Other platforms, facebook.com slash FOHS radio, twitter.com slash FOHS radio, instagram.com slash FOHS radio, and patreon.com slash face off hockey show. So, that's it. That's all. Until next week, we will have more fun. It'll be August. We'll be that much closer to our anniversary. Until next week, peace. That plugged in all the way. Got it. <laughs>